up tonight it's time for a street fight sunday night we are here to take your phone calls from the community from people listening on every corner of the flat earth the number is 614-412-5252 if you want to get on the line and if you want to see street five live tomorrow monday 6 to 8 p.m we are going to be hosting the kilgore books zine tour as it travels from chicago all the way to Columbus, Ohio, and Cafe Kerouac. We're going to be talking about zines, including the Street Fight zine, along with what they're putting out this year. I'm going to try to live stream this thing if I can go buy a computer tomorrow, but I'm going to make it happen. Uh, it's going to be a really fun event. I don't think there's any cost to get in, and it's a small place, so show up early. It's going to be a good time, and we'll probably hang out afterwards. It's a good excuse to go play some video games at least, right? Yeah, I don't have to uh, watch Raw since I quit watching it, so I guess we're set, man. I don't have to leave. Perfect. Uh, we are coming to you live from downtown Columbus, Ohio in the Free Press Studio. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. We are in 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus. 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 It would be better if it was named after Columbo than who it's actually named after. That's a great idea. Columbus. We just changed that. Because then on all of our all of our swag and like on all of our art pieces and all of our murals, all we do is just add a little hook over that U, right? Yeah. You just yeah. close the U off into an O and you have Columbus. Yep. That's the cheap way to do we it. Just solved the problem of our uh, imperialist name city. Columbo is as a cop though too, so we gotta always. Oh remember shoot! That. Yeah, let's let's roll back on that. Let's roll back on that idea. Back to the drawing board. Um, a little dab will do ya. Mary Jane, great song. Uh, although now we've now moved into live resin. I was telling the people that are listening on the call in line, if you call in early, you can hear Brian and I's banter before the show. And uh, so I had some of this frozen live resin. And I really want someday to have our own brand of frozen live resin that we can have in the grocery section of the grocery store. Yeah, I'm too lazy to do live resin. I've had that since January. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I feel so. like I'm 13 again. I feel like I'm 13 in a Toyota Tercel and someone just put on ICP or Elevators by Outcast. That was the two. My two stone. That was my two stone songs. Okay, that's that's something. That's first Stone songs, yeah. Two first, yeah. Right now, I mean, Ty Siegel's usually my Stone songs. Now I feel like that has a good vibe to it. I'm so hip hop all the way. I know, like Whiskey. No, but no, I don't. I don't like. I like that Stoned and Starving song by Parquet Courts. One of my favorite Stone songs of all time. Stoner anthems. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really listen to a ton of music when I get super stoned. I don't, like, lay in bed anymore and just jam music anymore when I get all high. I started to, because I'm high all the time, and um, I just turn off the podcast, and I'm like, I need to groove on something right now. I just need to hear something that, like, is soothing or, you know, creative. Like, isn't just, like, dissonance and vocal fry. That I like the dissonance and vocal fry. It makes me feel like somebody's talking to me. And I spend a lot of time because yakking. I stay awake when everybody's asleep that, like, I don't hear a lot of people talking to me. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm having a conversation with, you know, whoever I'm listening to at that time. Yeah, I don't. That's what bugs me about some of these people. that are like, I don't even listen to music anymore. So you're just you see them at the grocery store and there's someone in their ear just going. Rah, 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 I'm ah, I'm ah. It's just it's just racket. Like, it's just loud racket. People screaming, laughing, crying. Like, we're all terrible with like mic etiquette. No one's like classically trained. So it's like they're getting blasts of audio in the ear and then it's real fucking quiet. And they're trying to also be in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I do at the grocery store. I listen to mostly just people talking in my ear. If I get I real high, rude, I think it's rude for some reason. I, I don't do it because it's like, well, fuck you, buddy. I don't want to know what you had to say anyways. Well, I don't have anything to say to anybody at the grocery store. You what should do you be say able to, to people at the grocery store? Well, I stop them and ask them what their political they beliefs are or they don't what they're that. doing afterwards. They don't want that. They don't want to talk to you about their political beliefs. Well, in the I want to know if they store. got a good deal on the shoes that I like or something. Yeah. Or the, the how like, is there coconut water on sale? Sure. I'll tell somebody that they can get the Ibotta app and get aloe vera water two for three. Jesus Christ. That that you you have all the apps that save you money. I, I love it. I've, I keep adding them too. they just keep coming up with more of them. I'm getting like two dollars a week now doing surveys. Two dollars a week. Like basically every night before bed, they ask me like six questions about what I did and how much money I spent each day, and then they spend like two dollars a week. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I don't mind telling people what I did at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't really do anything, so that might be. I you do find like, out you do more than you think. Yeah, more commerce. Oh yeah, I started doing that too. There's an app like a time journaling app. And I started logging how much time I spent shopping, and I'm like, I got to fix that. Yeah. We're all spending, like, a good portion of every day shopping. Well, it is. And, like, uh, so we had adult night two weeks ago. Ooh, that night's expensive. Yeah, that's a, that's a good time, especially when you're buying the beer towers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, my daughter was with her grandma the entire next day. So we just went to Mark's, that discount store. For like an hour and a half. I think I picked up every single thing on the fucking shelf. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything there has a history. I really like that place because it's a true closeout joint. Big Lots is a fucking scam. And this is why we'll never get that big podcast money as we can't be bought by Big Lots. But um, they're just a basic discount store, man. They're basically buying shit at wholesale. It's like the scam with the... Uh, with the uh, outlet stores. It's like you're not a fucking outlet, Gap outlet store. You just make cheaper clothes for Gap outlet and sell them there. Yeah, Mark's is like really cool because it's just like it seems like the, somebody goes to a place where they're like, we have all the rest of these suitcases left over. We need to sell them. It seems like a whole bunch of semis like got a bunch of water damage and got sold in a lot. And someone's <laughs> like, hey, shit, there's like 25 cases of Hot Wheels under here. <laughs> we could probably get rid of them to yeah. Mark's. Yeah, let's just sell those to Marks. Yeah, I'll uh, do ads for Marks, man. They also have a bunch of my favorite like frou frou shit. Like they'll have 
like uh, when Del Monte tries to to do like chia seeds with mango as like a new fruit cup thing, and yeah. people are like, "I'm not eating that slimy booger shit." Why would there be seeds? <laughs> Why would I want seeds in my food? I'm always trying to get the food without the seeds. I hate picking seeds out of my teeth. So then I always that's where I scoop that kind of stuff from Marks when I need like a chia seed boost. Right. Yeah. A discount chia seed boost. I just ate a Sour Patch Kid off the floor, so... Oh, different. Different. That's the yin and yang of Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care if I buy discounted stuff, but you're right. All the prices at Big... Now that I'm the big shopper in my family, all the prices at Big Lots are the same as at the regular grocery store. Sometimes even more than a regular grocery store. And the actual cheap shit at Big Lots is really cheap. Bad stuff. Sure. You know? <laughs> right. Stuff that you didn't want, wouldn't want, that isn't worth it. You know, it's like, this is too cheap. Yeah. It's going to break as soon as you use it. Yeah. I was driving home from the podcast the other night and I was listening to Struggle Session. And they had a comedian on there called Lee Camp. And they opened the show with him with one of his jokes, uh, I, I guess, at one of his stand-up specials. And he talks about how, like, the the owner of Dollar General came out last week and said that the way the, econ- the economy is great for them because it's creating new customers for Dollar General. And I'm like, that should be an indication that the economy's not going great. Sure. That store is the shits. I mean, that is like... Disapp- everything there is a fucking disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I That store is like... You're like, I found a great pair of shorts. And then you accidentally catch a seam on something and they fucking just unravel. The whole things just fall off. Well, they'll sell you shorts that are like, the legs are different sizes. They don't give a shit. That was like these are five dollars. Okay, right. So this don't be deal. getting all fucking picky here in the Dollar General. <laughs> yeah, it's a deal here. Okay, we're not we're not selling the big name stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of that that store is that is like peak like hell time. Like I've done some shopping at Dollar General in my most broke days it's I mean, like sometimes you have to roll in there and just be like all right man i'll see get whatever the cheap version of little debbie's is which is like that's already the cheap version of cake you know what i mean oh yeah well they uh i mean i i like the dollar store like i it, to get like cleaning products and uh, staples and just weird stuff that you know that they're going to make you pay through the nose at a big box store but dollar general specifically they get they do not have anything that anyone needs the biggest weirdest thing i learned in college that stuck with me was in a criminology course where they talked about how if you shop at the dollar store you're likely buying like stolen stuff (laughs) like at the actual like dollar store because it's like they just how do they get that stuff and how do they sell everything for one dollar and still make money like it's not like they're going someplace and buying these things at a price where they're where they're like yeah, there are there's plenty of close out places where you can get pallets full of shit but how are you paying the overhead on the the space that you're in employees and all that stuff and everything in the damn store is a dollar and there's never more than like two or three people in one of those stores like those stores ain't hopping i can't believe the price hasn't gone up on it like i mean i could have made i mean because you can't do anything with a goddamn dollar that's been something that's been very depressing for me i i haven't bought little debbies in like a really long time and uh, I was at the store the other day, and we were kind of broke. And I was like, yeah, I really love a snack. Maybe I'll go over here and look at these Little Debbies. Them motherfuckers got up to $2. They're selling the Little Debbies for yeah, $2. Yeah, the, I like the premium ones. I like a fruit-filled one. 
So it always cost me two fifty for like the smile shit. I hate buying stuff for more than three dollars at the grocery store. As soon as something's like three dollars or more, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. Oh, like, like every it. time. <laughs> no, I feel luxurious when I do that. Yeah, yeah. I. It's not that I don't buy stuff that's more than three dollars. It's just that like I'll do a double take when something's like two ninety nine. Like two ninety nine. Shit. I got a 250, two for five. Give me a two for five here. Maybe a 10 for 10. Sure. So I'm always trying to get as a two for five or a 10 for 10. And I just spend way too much money anyway because I buy every single thing that's on sale. <laughs> I think that's how they get you. That Isn't is it? how they get you. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I did have to have an argument about Rachel Dolezal this weekend which was complete white nonsense, and I really wanted to shut it down, but I guess it's okay that, so, like, they, they people that, they just want to ask questions, right? People are confused, and you get really, you get treated like shit when you ask, why, why what's wrong with Rachel Dolezal, you know? Yeah, you're, you're If you go type that on your Facebook, imagine the vitriol in the comment section. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh... Yeah, they, I guess they got to talk to you in person. Like, I got to yeah. talk to this person, and they might not yell at me. This is this is the risk I'm willing to take. They were willing to take that risk with you that you wouldn't yell at them. <laughs> yeah, or just storm out, or just say this is ridiculous. Even though that's what I want, I just wanted to get out of there. I was climbing the wall. I don't. I mean, it was just nonsense. Yeah, I don't know if that, I get that in that. Fucked up. I mean, I guess her life was pretty shit, according to some documentary that they watched, which. I mean, John Wayne Gacy had a fucked up life, too, and I don't agree with what he did. I don't I don't give I mean, people you got, don't agree with what no. John Wayne Gacy did. I mean, he inspired a lot of great artists, sure. maybe, <laughs> but I don't think that it was worth it. Madonna Wayne Gacy from sure. uh, from Marilyn Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. Sure. No, I mean, I I'm with you, man. I, I don't I didn't watch the documentary. I think one of the worst things that's come out of Netflix is like. They release like three or four documentaries every month, and then like people that like want to take shortcuts on on like the discourse watch all three of them, and then they uncritically parrot all the talking points from the documentary. It's like a textbook on Netflix. No, I actually watched this textbook about it though. It's like yeah. no, this is documentary. This is what's this is literally what somebody else thought the story looked like, and they put a a window pane around it like they put a frame around it there this is their version still. they were the person that was willing to make the rachel Dolezal documentary and they in order to get interviews with her they probably had to frame it in a certain way and there it's a fucking movie man it's the same thing with books i'm always like talking about like when somebody says i read this book about like fucking gluten or something like that to me and I'll be like, oh, really? And they'll start telling you, like, cavemen didn't eat gluten and they was fine or whatever. They were in great health. And I'm just like, I mean, you know that the person who wrote the gluten book is just some dude that wrote about gluten. Like, he was the person that was willing to write the book about fucking gluten. Well, you it know? makes sense for them, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all the self-help stuff, too, is like, this is what makes sense for me. Yeah. And yeah. so I have to pretty much make this the answer. To get anywhere with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, for, I mean, yeah, I mean the the who can the the information is is not, a documentary is not really like a neutral ground for a story. No, not really. It's not like it's it's not a primary source, is what I like to call it. It's not like you're reading 
like science. It's not like science. Like, but we're raised. I mean, my daughter's 13. And if you say the word documentary to her, she's like, ugh. I hate documentaries. It's like, so we, it's the same thing that happens with NPR, really. It's that whole thing where they're like, well, it's, it's not entertaining. So it must be true. Right. <laughs> they're, not, they're not trying to get your attention with this boring story. <laughs> There's not actors doing it. So it's gotta be true is, is I think what a lot of people go through and they feel like they're reading the primary thing, you know, that the, the, this is the end. This is the we went through all the Rachel Dolezal files and we looked at all the Rachel Dolezal stuff. And uh, this is what we've come up with. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, definitely I don't even want to give eyeballs to that thing. I don't give a fuck about it. And I, I do like documentaries. I for some reason, when I get super hammered and I'm by myself, I fucking watch them. I, I don't know why they just like feed my rage i think i don't hate documentaries i watch them yeah yeah i'm not like a dude that doesn't watch them i just there's a lot of them now right and like a lot of conversation centers around the documentaries that just happen to show up on netflix sure (laughs) you know so i don't watch them really i mean like you know i watched food inc that old one and now like i'm like now there's a fucking different documentary every two weeks about food yeah, those ones are hard. I mean, we know what's up now at this point. I, I mean, know. You can go to any local health food store and have your ear talked off by somebody, you know, with wearing that watch food rope ink. sandals. Yeah. Somebody that watched Food Inc. Yeah. in 2007. Right. <laughs> I just want to tell you the story about where your food comes from. <laughs> the James Baldwin was the last. That was the best one. I've watched that one a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't watched one in a while. I, I'm, I either watch wrestling or, like, Bosch. Or a TV show. I'm always looking for a TV show on there. Your cop shows. I know. I watch a lot of cop shit. He's a he's a uh, he's a a cop with a lot of uh, pathos. He's you know he likes jazz. He's been through a lot of shit. You know. So yeah, I do. I do watch a. Lo- I don't watch a lot of cop shows because I don't like them. They ha- it has to be a cool cop. Bosch is a cool cop. So I'm like yeah, I'll watch that. He does some pretty bad stuff though. I'm sure. All right, let's get let's get this first caller on so that we can uh, we can we can kick off this evening's festivities. And uh, Brett's turning things up and down. It's very he looks nervous. I'm very nervous because of last week. We've been burned recently. There is a lot of noise on the line, but I think it'll be fine. Uh, Let's see who's here. We tested it out. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, Brad, it's uh, Sam Knight in D.C. Sam Howdy. Knight! What's up, dude? Not much. Just, uh, you know, doing doing the thing. You sleepy? We we kept you up late tonight. I'm, I'm sorry, what's that? Are you sleepy? We kept you up late tonight. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not sleepy. I, uh, I, I, you know me. I'm addicted to uh, looking at my phone. <laughs> well, we needed to get. I needed to get you on the show this week because uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that's going on in D.C. that is very street fight, and uh, I got a little confused because. I I, I kind of got dropped in the middle of whatever the debate about it is. So I've only seen 
I, I guess it's Prop 77 is what it's called. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so there's a, a ballot initiative. It's going to be on. Uh, it's going to be on the ballot in a few weeks on Ju- uh, June 19th, um, and it is basically uh, a, a proposition to ban the uh, tipped minimum wage in D.C. So I'm sure Street Fighter uh, Street Fight listeners are familiar with the tipped minimum wage and. Uh, workers mostly at restaurants get 3.33 an hour and then plus tips and so uh, people in DC are trying to ban that and just institute just the minimum wage which the board. you absolutely need in Washington DC the prices of everything and the cost of living is absolutely absurd oh yeah I mean it, it, it is it's definitely through the roof and uh, um, so that's I, one of the sorry can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. I'm sorry, Sam. I cut you off there. Oh, no, I was just going to say that uh, part of the reason people are doing this is because they did raise the minimum wage recently. Uh, it's eventually going to go up to $15 an hour because of that, because the city's so expensive and unaffordable. And uh, people were agitating behind doing it for restaurant workers, too, because obviously they're workers uh, and they deserve it. And they always get exempt whenever these these cost of living or or minimum wage things go up they always exempt the people that work as waiters and so the first thing i saw about this was on the side that is against prop 77 and it was a couple of restaurants and i knew i i fucking knew because they were like small businesses <laughs> that they were the bad guys in this. And they were like, these tipped employees are going to be screwed. They're going to take away their tips. They're not taking away tips, right? As far as I can tell, I haven't heard that they're taking away the tipping system. They're just paying them more. Oh, yeah, that's that's 100% correct. There's nothing about Prop 77 that will ban tipping. There is nothing about this ballot initiative that will literally make it illegal to hand another human being a $20 bill. It's, it's a complete fabrication, um, and, and, and the, the slogan to which you referred is literally save our tips, and it's being put out by the restaurant lobbyist industry, and they have a website where they don't disclose uh, who's putting it together, but you can figure it out because the, uh, the, they list their address, and the address is the same as, as a local uh, restaurant lobbyist industry. Uh, and the entire campaign is just teeming with lies and deception, and well, and quite frankly, it might even be illegal. Uh, I, I think, or, it, or at least they get. Sorry, go on. No, it's. I'm going to say. I mean, immediately the first thing I'm thinking of is intimidation. I think this is saying even to restaurant workers, like, if they do this minimum wage, we're not going to accept tips at this restaurant anymore. You're just going to get your $15 if that's what you want, you know? No, yeah, you nailed it. And, you know, uh, an, an analogous story that we've seen in the news lately is uh, Elon Musk's Twitter meltdown. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with that. Well, and the UAW ca- uh, catch Catch people up if they didn't see it. Oh, sorry, what was that? Catch people up on Elon Musk real quick, for those that don't know. Okay, yeah. So Elon Musk uh, had a meltdown on Twitter, and uh, people were basically pressing him on why isn't he letting Tesla uh, workers unionize. And he goes off into this, this meltdown rant. And long story short, he, he says, well, 
you can unionize if you want, but you're you're going to lose your stock options. And uh, the UAW complained that they added to their charges, saying, "Look, you can't you can't threaten to take away stock options. You're you're, you're basically threatening to retaliate uh, for what is a worker's right to engage in." Uh, protected concerted activity to, to unionize and such. And th there is an analogous thing here because although we're not dealing with unionizing, um, the NLRA might still cover legislation that deals with workplace issues. So if you are a restaurant owner and you are basically threatening your workers by saying you're going to take away their tips or cut their pay because a lot of them are claiming they're only going to make the minimum wage after, uh, which is ridiculous, and uh, if, if they're threatening to do this in response to workers voting for Proposition 77, that might violate uh, labor law. Right, and I don't know that anybody, I mean, is this kind of the, I, like, I'm, I'm having trouble figuring out why the tipping thing goes away, because I don't think people are going to stop tipping because they know that the person that's working at the restaurant is making $15 an hour. So all I can think is that restaurants are going to take a, they're going to like tell customers that they can't tip anymore. If this thing passes, that's the so, only thing and, I can what's, find. What's amazing about this is on the save our tips website itself, it has basically a script and a lot of you, you see a lot of restaurant owners parrot this on Twitter, literally parrot these talking points line by line. Uh, which is that they claim that if it passes, they will be forced to uh, pay only $15 an hour, just $15 an hour, just the minimum wage, uh, and then they will have to—they will have no choice but to institute a 20% service charge, which does not go to the workers. But hey, guess what? Uh, customers might think that it will. They are trying to treat this referendum like it is a referendum on their plans to. Uh, uh, to keep labor costs as low as possible, which is it's just patently absurd. Have they have they explained what the what the service charge? I can't. I don't even know what the service charge. I guess they're saying like it's the same thing as all those small business tyrants. Anytime minimum wage goes up in any city, where they'll put a little charge on the receipt yeah. that says this is. I mean, they can raise the fucking prices at the restaurant. Right. If, right. Right. No, that I mean that's true, and and I think what they're trying to hint at is like, well, uh, heaven forbid we raise the prices, uh, and, and and our adult customers, our adult thinking customers, will put two and two together and realize, hey, there was just a uh, the the workers are now paid a base pay more, so you know we'll still tip, but maybe not that much. No, they 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 just want to. Uh, they just, yeah, I mean, they, they don't want to raise the prices because they think it makes them look bad. Uh, so then they'll, they think that somehow instituting this 20% service charge will be better, even though they basically admit in their propaganda that they, that, that they want customers to think it will go to the worker. They'll be like, well, customers won't, uh, uh, won't know that it won't go to the worker, but they'll still think it. And that's because they want them to think it because they're, 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 completely they're they're pushing it in this completely concocted uh contrived piece of shit propaganda 
Right. And one of the biggest lies I've seen since I've looked at a lot of the propaganda is that they keep saying that servers are making $20 an hour now. Oh, they're making $20 an hour now with tips. Some servers are. And it's like, that's such a small amount of the servers. That is the servers that are working at restaurants that chart. Like they would be making a lot more if, cause these restaurants, like, like a steakhouse or something where yeah. they charge more. So the tip goes up. And that's all that's those are the people that make $20 an hour. But somebody at like when I was working at the deli, I got $8 a day in tips and I was making well, I was making minimum wage. I guess I wasn't making the tipped minimum wage, but it's just I don't know anybody that wouldn't want the stability of having a regular minimum wage and not having to depend so much on the kindness of people who oftentimes yeah. are fucking terrible. Well, and think about, I mean, the majority of people that are serving in the city too are doing it like a TGI Fridays or any of the big chains. That's who has the biggest footprint. And they're definitely not going to start anybody out in the bare minimum wage, you know, and their food is, the, yeah, the, the food mean, is I... supposed to be budget priced and, they're bringing people in and saying you can have a three course fucking meal for twelve ninety nine, so they got people rolling in there with you know thirteen fifty to trying to eat something, and that's not who's getting twenty dollars an hour, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean the people who are already getting twenty dollars an hour, they are almost certainly going to get at least twenty dollars an hour, if not more, after this passes. Uh, like. You hear restaurant owners and, and the industry just talking about it like 15 is a maximum wage. Like the minimum wage is a maximum wage, and it's ridiculous. And I think what this comes down to is a lot of these managers are sort of like the tech guys. They're just sort of like they're a little creative, so they think that everyone has to put up with their shit and let, the, and let them treat them like shit. And really what it comes down to is they don't want to negotiate with their workers and they don't think they owe their workers anything more than $3 an hour personally. And that's honestly all that comes down to because a worker of uh, 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 the higher end bars, um, they're still going to make above, uh, you know, whatever they make now, 20, 25, whatever. It, it's just the managers are trying to intimidate people and they just don't want to talk to their workers. They don't want to negotiate with their workers. Because quite frankly, they think that that they think it's beneath them. Now, I get why some of the workers are um, are, are opposed to this because you know change is, is different, change is scary, and also they're being targeted by a well-oiled propaganda machine. So it it, it, it is sad to see some, but from my experience, and I've been <clears throat> yelling at people and getting blocked by celebrity chefs. <laughs> the vast majority of people who are for this are white gentrifiers they are the photogenic people that you'll see like bartender of the week or whatever um and and they just completely ignore the systemic problems the system works for them that's great they personally get up they personally advance through an exploitative system screw everyone else they got theirs right and and like it's a crime to pay somebody three dollars an hour because if you're again if you're dependent on tips and nobody fucking comes in, then you leave making three dollars an hour, three to five dollars an hour. If there was an, if somebody took an average of what people are taking home hourly on the uh, with the tipped minimum wage, 
I I'm willing to bet we're under ten dollars an hour. I, I just oh oh oh. I mean the DC uh, the DC one of the DC agencies did a study, uh, and they found like uh, in 2017 or something that it was like 56 percent of tipped workers claimed there was at least one week, at least one week where their their average hourly wage was below minimum wage. Uh, now that that's especially messed up in DC because not only does that mean they're getting paid below the minimum, it means they're victimized by wage theft because technically the tips minimum, if you are on that and you do not receive in tips what the what the regular minimum is, your manager by law is supposed to make that up. And a lot of tip workers get stiffed over that and wage theft is higher um, and generally poverty is higher poverty rate for tip workers across the country is estimated to be twice as high as for as for, as for workers on the regular wage. It's about it's like twelve point eight percent compared to six point five. So Yeah, I mean I mean, I mean I, the data is there. Yeah, I mean like, I, and, and uh, this is the right thing to do. Absolutely. I mean I I, I uh when I lived in D C a lot of the people in my apartment worked at places like that. And people I, I uh, hung out with in D.C., you know, I'd be there passing a joint around with people that were working that grind. And I just it was just impossible to add up. I mean, my wife is doing like architect work. So we were making enough to afford to be there. I just couldn't imagine depending on people's kindness or people to, to make sure that you are making more than ten dollars an hour, at least on tips. I'd rather have a guaranteed 15 and, you know, it's not going to for the people that go out to eat, it's not going to shake it up. And if it costs more, it just costs more. You know, like that's just the, that's how it is. That's the things. Yeah. T- things I, change. I mean, if it costs more, you can always just like tip a little less because, you know, they're they're getting paid more. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. If they're making 50. And, and that's the thing that like that's the thing that's really tough about a lot of the fighting for minimum wage, too, that really. That's really hard for me because like people don't seem to understand that we're talking about $15 as a floor. We're not talking about that. That's not enough, really. And we're just saying like it needs to get to $15 an hour to keep up with where we're at now. I mean, a McDonald's value meal is $8.99 now. I think I just I recently went through the drive through and saw that they were like up into eight six to eight dollars. I was like, oh, if you shit! Get, if you're getting a signature sandwich, <laughs> yeah, they want ten bucks from you now. Yeah. And I was like, shit! I you know, people are still making nine dollars an hour in Columbus, and they've raised these prices. So it's it is time, and and like it's been a goal of of people on the left in the service industry to get rid of the tipping system for a very long time anyway but that's such a scary proposition for the people who live on it like it's it's very hard i think to picture a world where you're not dependent on tips for service yeah no i mean that's that's true we we've definitely been doing the system for way too long and the people there's always going to be inertia when when people propose a change so yeah that makes sense well thanks for calling in man we appreciate it was there anything we missed uh no no is it a vote no or vote yes situation oh actually a vote yes vote yes but i i did want to say one more thing which is particularly repugnant about the uh 
the no campaign is is that this has been spearheaded. The entire ballot initiative has been spearheaded by the Restaurant Opportunity Center, um, <clears throat> which does a lot of work with uh, restaurant workers and such like and things like that. And they've had a chapter in D.C. Uh, for about nine years now, and they gathered tens of thousands of signatures uh, to get this on the ballot. I think they gathered their 40 and uh, 26,000 were, were ruled valid by a judge. Either way, that's, that's an impressive number. That's a lot of people. And the restaurant lobby is calling uh, ROC, Restaurant Opportunity Center, they're calling them outside agitators. Like it's. Yeah, that is a like classic line. And they're on the bad guy's side. <laughs> that is a classic line for any of these places. Well, I, I hope this thing passes. I think. I, I it was so I I sent Sam a thing earlier in the week because all I saw, I saw the propaganda from the other side right like that were from mm-hmm. the other side of us and I was like are they trying to because the mayor of DC is against this thing I saw yeah and, she's really bad she's really bad <laughs> and it actually might die in the city council after it passes but there's talk that all the uh, the establishment the, the Democratic Party establishment you know, might try to kill it like Bowser. She's trying to spend billions of dollars in public money to lure Amazon to her city. So that, that'll give you this sort of idea of, of what type of person she is. I mean, that's the fucking thing though, right? It's like, so they get Amazon to come to the city. Those people that work at Amazon can afford to spend more on their food. And tip. <laughs> like what's the point in getting these people in the city and still living in like crushing poverty if you're in the service sector, you know? But Sam, listen to District Sentinel Radio. It is my news source. And I'm really glad you called in tonight, Sam. I'm really glad you, you had me because, uh, you know, this isn't even really an issue I cover. I've just been getting so goddamn mad about it online. So I appreciate a chance to uh, talk about it. Oh, it's important. This was, uh, As soon as I saw this, I was like, I need to get one of the Sams on. And I also, uh, this is the most street fight thing because it, we, we have a lot of people that work in restaurants that listen to this show. And uh, yeah. it's just... It, it really is depressing. We hear so many like horror stories about the type of money that people are bringing in that work at these restaurants. And then to hear that it sucks because you're like, I want to make things better for these people. But even the Democrats like fight against it. It, it makes it very hard. And it's like a real uphill climb. And they get again, they're getting lied to like crazy. So thanks for calling, Sam. And listen to the District Sentinel and donate to their patreon they do good stuff thanks thanks brian thanks for the uh shout out appreciate hey, it yeah anytime, Sam. i think i think we can get the uh black cat i think someone can hook us up with the back room of the black cat so maybe we'll come to dc soon and do a show oh he hung up oh with our two, nice two of our favorite he is the nicest he's so at his nice. girlfriend's house he said so oh, he was he's trying just... to well, I don't know that, bro. Okay. You're just so horny all he was, the time. Okay. That's a really fucked up. The, those, those propaganda campaigns are well, fucking disgusting because he's right. It is the white gentrifiers. You're fucking the Appalachian restaurant in the middle of Washington, D.C. is probably behind that sort of the people that are serving like pig, like pickled pig's feet with like truffles on them. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and let's just, I, I did the numbers. We're talking about $31,000 a year 
in yeah. the city of Washington, D.C. We're talking about $31,000 that the government has taken 25% of those checks immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. You're down to you're down to 24000 or you're in the 20s. And then you got to pay. I was paying $1,500 a month for a one-bedroom. So you can't have kids. You got to sell your kids. Well, one way to make money. Murray Rothbard right. would, would love that. He loves hearing that. All the, Murray Rothbard is listening in heaven right now. He's like, Brett, I love you. I mean, most of the young people, they are living in, like, six-people places with, like, taking up a house type thing. Right. If you're just trying to have a family there and you want to work at TGI Fridays, $31,000 is not going to get you anything in well, Washington, and I really, D.C. I mean, you know, when I see the tip minimum every time, it makes me clutch my pearls, Brett, because it's always, like, $3.05 an hour. Like, they're making three $3 an hour. And then they're just depending on people like they're depending on people not coming in in a bad mood. They're depending on the people in the back making the food right. They're depending on the guy that owns the restaurant not being a dipshit that runs a bad business. Like right. there's so much that goes into tipping that it just it, it it's like it doesn't make sense to make people live in that world. Now, I love tipping. It makes me feel very good. And I will always tip, but like we, we should get off the tipping system. We, yeah. we been should have got off the tipping system a long time ago. Well, I mean, the, I mean the tipping system that we have, yeah, that sets that, that $3 minimum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 31,000 is a good place to start. And then you earn something, some tips on top of that. Yeah. $10 an hour, dude. Ten dollars an hour, probably. I would say it's ten dollars. People tip like shit, right? Yeah. Oh, People I know. are bad tippers. I saw this week. I saw somebody literally posting, "I don't tip though." Just start was like comment, "I'm not that type of dude and shit." And I was just, like, "I'm not that type of dude. I don't tip." <laughs> yeah. I mean, like tipping. I, it's I not tip a city. Twenty five percent, right? Yeah. And that's I think good. Yeah, that's uh, that's above and beyond. But. I do that because I know how many people are tipping 15% and rounding oh, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I do it. I listened. Dude, I listened to this podcast that I love forever. Go on this rant about how Uber Eats or one of the fucking door dashes or delivery services. They do the tip based on the final price and not like the pre-service and pre-tax total. Yeah. Because the person driving it, they're the one that gets the tip. They right. they are the that's where the tip needs to be. Right. That's the, uh, that. Yes. So they were pissed. They wanted to be able to tip them less, and they literally went to the they went to the trouble of doing the math and figuring out how much twenty percent would be on the pre amount, just the food. And, and that's what they're doing. Yes. No, don't do that. Everybody, if. You're thinking between two different sizes of tip, the bigger one, every single time. There's never a time where you shouldn't do the bigger one. And again, when you get bad service, there's a million reasons you got bad service. It's not because you have a bad, it's not always because you have a bad service person. It is not. Like, we give a lot of people a lot of shit for like, oh, my hamburger was overdone. And they don't tip as well. And it's like, well, dang, cook the hamburger, man. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, they charged me $20 for a hamburger. It's like, that. 
the server didn't make the prices up. They probably would charge you less because they want more money from you. Yeah, if you're gonna go out to eat, you got to be able to tip. You just gotta you gotta pony up and pay. Just put twenty more dollars in your pocket. It's gonna cost you twenty more dollars if you want to go out to eat at a nice place. It's probably going to cost you 20 to $30 more than the food you order. And you have to budget that. If you don't have that, you can't go out to eat. Go to McDonald's, get one of them $10 value meals. That's pretty nice. You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember we went through that whole phase where people were screaming about tip jars. Oh, there's tip jars everywhere. There's just tip jars in every place. And it's like you, I mean, you can't afford to just i understand we can't I mean, you're losing money it. by working i'm here working for seven dollars an hour which is way under the market fucking value for being alive to be alive you need to make twenty dollars an hour right and i'm making seven so i'm going to ask for you to fill in that other 13 so that i don't fucking die tonight and the tip jar to me has doesn't even ask for 15 to 20 percent it just asks you for your change yeah that's all they're asking you for one dollar it's not a big deal dollars floating around in there that make you feel like you know you don't need them if you got one or two dollars left over after you get your stuff just throw them in there i understand that like we're all struggling but when somebody's making seven to eight dollars an hour they're struggling probably more than you you know, I mean, unless you're struggling, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, it's most not, people are at the most people are in that area. But people that people that work at no. like Subway, like you think about like somebody that works at Subway and has a kid and also has to work the extreme amount of hours just to even make the amount of money that they need to raise the kid. Like there's even so many people working in fast food restaurants that actually have to try to depend on overtime. They have to take shifts. If some dumb team calls off, they're like, Oh great. Uh, Jerry called off. I get to come in and work another eight hours. I'm going to have 48 hours this week. Meanwhile, they don't get to see their kids, you know? Oh, for sure. I just looked <laughs> right? it up. Uh, um, that's a sad story, man. That really hurts. It's real. That's a there real was a lady thing. When I first worked at Fazoli's, she lived at the apartment complex behind and she was on speed dial. Yeah. She'd be over there immediately in her hat and polo shirt in 10 minutes and clocked in. Call Deborah. Call hey, call Debbie. She'll come right in no and matter single what. Single moms, man. It, yeah. They yeah. got to make it work. There's no other options. That's who's working in a lot of those places too. You yeah. know, people that maybe had a kid young, couldn't go to college, can't go away well, to a play, can't they won't hire them to do spreadsheets. Well, and that's know? the thing too. When you do that when you do have the tipping, it's like, well, I can write my own paycheck a little bit here, but that means I have to get walked all over and deal with a lot of bullshit and, and do a lot of extra fucking effort for these stupid ass customers for that don't deserve assholes. it. Yes. For right, these, these untrained fucking little baby tyrants. Yes, it is. All that, right, let's we've been jabbering too much. True. This is for the people. This is a platform for the people, not for us. Thank you for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, am I on? You are. We have no screener. Hey, what's up? This is Patrick Hafer from Eugene, Oregon. What's up, Patrick? How, how's it going in Eugene? We want to go there soon, I think. Yeah, no, dude. Eugene is a street fight city. You guys would be great. Come on over and do, uh, uh, do a show at the, um, the McDonald Theater. Well, dude, people will love you here. We're working on the West Coast. We don't know exactly what we're doing yet, but we're getting ready to figure it all out soon. I was I was like this Ooh, you, close to Kickstarter. You guys' it? voice are messed up. It sounds like you're choking. Oh no! Oh are really? Mine's all right. Uh, everything's yeah, working you over like here. Like you can barely breathe. 
Oh, no. Is I can breathe pretty well. Did that change anything? Weird. It sounds like you're talking like this, so I don't know. You guys might want to check it out. I can kind of hear you, though. Okay, okay. Um, Just a heads up. But, shoot. oh, man, first time, long time. I'm really glad to be able to call into Street Fight. It's, I swear, the last couple of years I've been working every uh, Sunday night or having to deal with some bullshit and not able to call in, so I'm really happy. That's awesome. We're glad you got to call in. Um, I'm, yeah, uh, sure. You're going to be the one, I think, that gets in then because now we're going to have to test these damn phones when we hang up and see what's oh going my God, on. Oh, that's so much better. Oh, oh you got so it. You fixed now. it, Brett. You what, fixed it, buddy. Whatever you did. Oh, it sounds perfect now. All right, cool. So what's going on tonight in Eugene? Uh, not much, man. I'm on my one day off for this week, just chilling out. I went out to a sushi dinner with the family, and I'm just hanging out, calling in the street fight. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I am a chef at a Chinese restaurant, and I uh, used to be a disher there. I was a disher for like three months, and luckily um, the small business owner, who's not a tyrant, he's actually a really nice guy. I lucked out. He really liked me. I showed a lot of effort and passion for cooking, and he threw me in the kitchen, and I'm catching on, and I'm a full-time chef now. That's awesome. I love that. I love chefs. Yeah, it's nice. What's your best dish? I lucked out because, man. Huh? What's your best dish? Ooh, um... Kung Pao tofu. Oh, really? Mm. I can make I can make some mean Kung Pao tofu. I'll All make right. you guys some really fire Chinese food. Yeah, I would love it. Did That's you know how made. to cook before you started at the Chinese restaurant at all? Was this like a thing you were passionate about? Yeah, I totally was. I did a lot of cooking at home. Like I've been cooking uh, here and there since I was like fourteen. Because like a lot of the times when I was younger, my dad half the time would cook dinner, and then half the time he'd be like, "Okay, you figure out dinner for yourself," which was cool because I got to learn to play with ingredients and different spices and whatnot and fuck around with, like, the different types of pans and stuff and learn cooking techniques. So that was pretty cool. And I make a lot of dinners at home. So it's like I already had that, you know, passion for it and that knowledge, and now I'm learning how to do, like, a completely new style of food with completely new tools and methods and stuff, and it's awesome. That's neat. And I've wanted to be a chef for a few years, so. That's great. I mean, that's the the good thing. I I think – you know, the Food Network being as corny as it is, I think it is good that people respect chefs more. Because there was a time in my yeah. life where nobody respected chefs, you know? Wow, that's weird. Because it doesn't seem like that would be even a thing. Because if someone's, you know, cooking you some food that's really awesome and really good, you know, I, I when I cook food, I love being able to make a delicious dish and have someone enjoy my food. It just it warms my heart, you know what I mean? Me too. I, yeah, I used to barbecue a lot, and, like, every time I got, like, the sure. meat done, people would be like, this is the best thing. This is so good. And it made me, like, it made me want to do it for a living. <laughs> I know, and it's fun. And, man, although I feel bad because, like, just a few months ago, I was in a horrible spot working a demeaning job with, like, just insane bosses and insane demeaning co-workers and garbage. So, like, I feel so bad for these other street fighters that I know are out there that are just struggling hand over hand, and it sucks. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, you know, I've been working these shit jobs for uh, way too long, and I'm finally in a comfortable position, and I'm finally in a, like, job that I love, and it's nice. I mean, things change fast. I mean, that's just how it is. You never know, know. when it's going to happen, and it seems so quick, and you think about, like, was that really my former life? Was I doing that, all that? You know, how did I get here, as David Byrne says? Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, like here in Oregon. Huh? Go ahead. Well, I was about to say, because here in Oregon, uh, it's illegal to pump your own gas. 
Oh, they God. have employees that stand outside and pump gas for you. Okay. And I worked as a gas pumper in Lincoln City for like two years. Oh, man, this is a really street fight story, too. For like two years. And hold on. Hold on. I Sorry about that. For like two years. And then um, I, man, it's like the bosses treated you like garbage. They assume that you are guilty on every single thing. The uh, customers, because it's a tourist town over there, so you get all these customers that treat you like garbage. They act like like they're there to be served by you. You get these rich bourgeois pensioners from, like, the East Coast in Canada with their, uh, like, $20 million uh, giant, like, RV buses with their, you know, another $45,000 Jeep getting trailed behind it. And they just spit all over you, and it's garbage. That sucks. Like you're just help. You're like the hired help or Uh whatever. Like you're just like a stable boy or something. Oh, exactly, exactly. Like like they come to my town and they just expect me to serve them because they're on vacation, and that's how they feel like everybody in a tourist town. It really sucks. Did you get tips there? So many people in tourist towns just get stomped on. Did you get? Did you wear one of those change belts? No, they never trusted us with them. Oh man, that's they they were so. Yeah, I know. They were so worried about theft that they would barely even let us keep money out there. You know, we'd have about three 20s in our pockets, and then the register would start digging like crazy, and then the cashier would have to come out and be like, hey, give me all your money, and then they'd run it up and then pay for the gas in there, you know what I mean? Because people uh, would give you the change. Right. They'd ask for 20 bucks straight up. Usually the whole thing fits in the tank, and then you just keep it in your pocket because you got seven other cars. And then over in Lincoln City, you'd have cars down the block. And your whole station will be filled up. And there's only one person out there. And you're wearing these, like I was wearing these old boots that I needed to change out because I couldn't afford new boots, you know what I mean? So they were sweaty and hurting. And, okay, so I knew this guy named Bob who was like 65 years old. Uh, He was an old veteran, but whatever. And he had a bad knee and bad lungs. And they were making him work like double shifts for 12 hours on his feet running around with all these cars. It was insane. Like they treat you like animals, man. Wow. There was a gas station yeah. in town my grandma used to go to called uh, Swifty, and they would pump the gas for you. Mm-hmm. But the guys wore those change belts, and I really wanted to do the job because uh, I wanted to wear that change belt and kind of, you know, shoot those quarters out. Man. That Although sucks. at the same time at that gas station, like, they treated us like garbage, but I did have a lot of fun times because, man, I worked a night shift there for about half the time that I worked there. And during night shifts, all rules were out. And it got to the point where um, management was so horrible that the whole security system ended up just degrading and stopped working, so the cameras and the microphone didn't work. So you had employees stealing all the drinks, stealing a bunch of beer. I knew this one fella who, because uh, we were also a U-Haul station, he would literally pop open this U-Haul, set up a beach chair. He had an uh, icebox full of Corona, and he'd bring a knife and some limes, and he'd just be kicking back all night with Corona and limes in the back of this U-Haul at work. It was hilarious. That's amazing. That's a great fucking. That's yeah. a good job. I know, dude. It was it was hilarious. I couldn't believe that he got away with it. But at the same time, it's like this place was without legitimate management for five months because the managers were just complete screw offs, and the actual corporate company was not willing to do anything because it costed too much. They would send someone in from the other store uh, to do the books for an hour and then leave, and then the whole day we were just managing ourselves, which honestly is just. Uh, it owed to the fact that, like, anarchist management is, like, totally possible and totally functioning and totally works because we were doing great managing ourselves. 
like as soon as the natural manager came in, things just went downhill and people started getting treated like trash and just it was guilty before innocent the whole time. New rules. That's always the thing when a new manager rolls in. He's like, I know y'all been liking to do things this way, but that's not how it's going to be done anymore. And then they put memos all over the place and ruin the job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the second that they got in, they were they had their sights on me because I was just sending the whole time. And I just would not give it to him. And ended up uh, one of these managers accused me of stealing nine dollars um, from a customer because she rang it up wrong. And the actual customer didn't pay. And she was trying to blame it on me the whole time. And I just got so fed up with it. And that very day, I got a new job at one of the hotels over there. And I was just like, you know what? Get the hell out of here. And it was one of the busiest days of the year. And I stomped out. She was making false accusations and have to work uh, cashier and gas at the same time. So that's what you get for trying to throw your employees under the bus when you're the one thieving. That's not okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got to uh, I got to check and see if the stream is working. Oh, the stream? Uh-huh. What stream? On the channel. Oh, sorry. Brian is checking the stream. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's going on oh, here. Um, what was I going to say? So, uh, yeah, that sounds awful. I, yeah. I'm glad you found a better situation and are doing better things. And thanks for calling in. Yeah, no doubt, man. Nice to be a part of the show. You guys keep on fighting a good fight. We will. Are you on Twitter or you have anything you do anything on the side? Instagrams? No, I don't I don't do Twitter, but I am all over the Facebook Street Fighters group. I'm actually a mod on there. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. I don't care. You're good. All right. Well thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Oh yeah, you yeah, you have a good night, guys. Peace. All right, no stream, yeah. but we'll take the calls. What do you mean? <laughs> do the show. You can't listen to it on the site? I guess not. Okay. That's fine. Well, sorry, folks. Well, not you folks, because you're all getting to hear it. So there you go. Let's get another caller on. Let's see who we got. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, guys. Um, This is Amanda from Iowa City again. (laughs) Hey, Amanda. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. We you're doing really well. Last Things time have improved. Last time we heard from you, it was you had a lot of trouble at work and then some jerk off narked on you. And so what's going on now? Um, well, I still work at that restaurant and Wow. Um, yeah, um it didn't I mean like obviously it's been a few months and it's blown over a bit, but like me and a lot of the other coworkers still are on strange terms. Like me and that girl still barely speak. And I mean, I'm doing okay though. Like, I mean, I go there and I work my shift really well and I do a good job. So I don't mind. That's great. You're thriving. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Me and the manager are still like pretty okay. So yeah, but I did get another job, though. I got a new job, which I'm excited for. Oh, yeah, what's that? Um, I'm going to start a youth counselor position at um, a neighborhood center in our county. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in, and I don't know. I was I didn't even think that I was going to get on because I called in kind of late, like after you guys started. But oh, yeah, uh, that sounds awesome. So you're going to be uh, is this 
going to be a full-time thing, or is it just on the side? Uh, yeah, I'm still um, – it's, like, mostly full-time, I think. I'm still going to try and get hours at this other job, though, because, you know, everybody needs to work two jobs nowadays. And I heard uh, the other guy talk about that big thing, and that was that was a good conversation. Yeah, it's um I mean, yeah, you're de- you're depending on tips. I mean, that's uh, It's uh I, I just it's really weird that those conversations come up because you have to wonder if it's people that have just never done the job. Do you think that's what it is? I honestly don't know. I actually uh I uh there are these customers that come into this restaurant pretty often like at least once a week and I work multiple nights a week so i end up serving them at least once a week and you know they tip 12 percent, like oh, not wow. even 15 percent. and i see them all the time and it got to the point last night where their bill was like 45 dollars, and they tip me still five dollars and i said i am not serving them again <laughs> i can't afford to do it it's you know it's like you stand there for you know three hours giving them pictures of beer and it's all for five dollars. Yeah, that's like, absurd. That, I I, think, that's like, I mean, this sounds, yeah, this that sounds like when I was a kid. I feel like when I was made, my my parents tipped ten percent. Ten percent is not yeah. enough. Ten percent is not even on the low end of acceptable. It's not acceptable at all. People but do that with yeah, drinks, money's though. Money's worthless now, though. People do that with drinks, though, a lot of times. Like, they get their drink. Like, and if they're drinking out of pitchers, they're probably giving you, what, like a dollar for each pitcher. And then at the end, they're like, well, I'm scooting out of here anyway. Anyway, I don't have to look uh-huh. at her. You know, <laughs> that's usually, <laughs> I think, what happens. Like, because when I go to bars, like, I'm always really, like, I'm always, I have a really hard time figuring out the tip when you're not eating and you're just drinking. Like I know at the end of the night, oh. I'm going to do 25%, but if like, let's like say, I'm, sorry, keep going. If I'm paying cash at the bar, then I just leave like one or $2 every time I go to the bar. And that's kind of the way yeah. that I do it. Dollar I a mean, drink. I think philosophy- it's customary. My philosophy for like the bar is like if you pour me three drinks, I tip you three dollars. You know that's just how it is. So I've been doing it right. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think that's how it should be. I think a dollar per drink is you know the least you could do. And right. if you're sitting there causing a ruckus for the bartender for four hours every night, you should be a hefty tipper. Ah, uh, you should. I, don't you wish you could like. Just one night, like that. There should be like a purge for service workers, where one night you can just tell them how you feel about it. You know, yes. Like you, that you would cheap be like bastard. The like work perk. Like sorry, I can't. It's the purge. I can't do anything. You have to hear it. Come back when it's not the server purge. Okay, the server purge yeah. is actually a possible thing. The real purge, we don't want people going around killing people. But if we do the server purge, I think we we got something here. I think that's something everybody can get behind. Well, no, people hate servers. That's the real problem. I'm glad you got a better job. I'm glad you got a job where you're not having to depend on this place anymore. That I, I mean, that is that's a good happy ending to a story or beginning, I guess. Yeah. Um, there was this incident at uh, my re- restaurant back right after this whole tipping thing happened, actually, um, where we lost our 
liquor license for an entire seven days and like uh, this one girl like didn't ID like these undercover cops I guess or some shit happened and so this one person like got our license revoked or like suspended or some strange thing and so we actually had so many customers walk in and just walk straight out and like we lost probably thousands of dollars of sales that week. Nobody made anything in tips because, you know, people want to drink beer at a sports bar, you know, and it was just so weird and it was really, I don't know, disheartening. <laughs> That's exactly why it's tipping should be like a bonus. It's not like a de- something you could ever fucking depend on. Right. That's that's what yeah. that that's always the point. That that's what I keep thinking. Now we actually went to a bar not too long ago on a Sunday. We went to a restaurant at like five thirty at night to go eat and they were just doing brunch and nobody wanted to eat brunch. And like the all the restaurants around this restaurant were packed. But this place was completely empty and the bartender and the server looked miserable. Because they didn't make any money. And when we left, they, they were apologized. like, yeah. And when we left, they were like, I, I get it, you know, but it was like really depressing to leave. Cause it was like, there's nobody else here. Nope. I mean, I'm sure there are people that want pancakes at, at five thirty six o'clock at night, but that's not what I came in for. And yeah, I, I felt for them. Yeah. Right. And it's just like one marketing guy or one, like the, the, the owner's brother is just like, people love brunch let's do brunch all day and then now everybody's <laughs> victim to this guy's idea where it's like I, i'm avocado toast is not enough for fucking dinner <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a budget dinner yeah 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 well not at a restaurant but i get what no, you're that's saying. true well amanda we're well, glad what sorry oh no you go ahead go ahead I was just going to say that ever since uh, we've been doing happy hours seven days a week now, so people get tips generally pretty well. But, yeah, I Uh, wanted to give you guys, like, an update on what happened. It's so good to hear that things are better. I I, I really felt for you there, and I was like, ah, I wish we could, like, delete the show or, or, like, edit it out of the show, but it was already done, and I was like, we ruined this person's life. She was mean. That was a mean per I was like the part of me wanted to go back on my worst instincts and just be like, okay, well what's it gonna be like if I retweet her tweets and have everybody yell at her? But I did Let not. You. <laughs> um but yeah, you guys should definitely come to Iowa like this summer or this fall. We're working on it. We're working on the Midwest and the West Coast tours. We have a plan for fundraising. We're going to fundraise, and and Brett and I have Iowa City on the list of places, and we're not bringing our family, yeah. so we'll need people to take care of us and party with us. So It'll be super fun if you go. I promise that me and my mans will donate to your fund for travel. Well, it's, I don't even think we're going to do donations, right? I mean, we might do some donations, but I think we're going to sell stuff. I think we're going to sell things to do, make these things happen. So yeah. the thing Here's the thing is that I wanted to do Kickstarter, and then the moment I get on that website, is like, why would I give Kickstarter some fucking money for some shit we can do ourselves? Yeah, so we're just going to we're gonna sell some T-shirts and some tickets, some, and we're going to make some money. We're working we'll on gum. There. There's going to be some gumball T-shirts. I think there's going to be two gumball T-shirts for all you listeners out there. Pro-gumball and anti-gumball T-shirts. But thanks for calling, Amanda. I have a... 
have a have a great evening. Why are you so burpy during these cool. shows? Thank you guys. You guys have a lovely evening as well. Have fun with the rest of your callers. You too. Peace out. I got to keep drinking this bubble water. I'm trying not to drink it so much, but it tastes so good. You know, yeah, it does taste great. So you just got to deal filling. with me like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I, it's always, it's not like, like, like the hiccuping drunk. That doesn't yes, drink. that's what it is. That's what I think too. Yeah, because I don't like burp. Right the- I'm not going to burp in your ear. Like I'm not going to burp on the show, but I will be like, and you're also you also just talk through it like you just really don't even you're like oh I won't this, let this affect me I'm just gonna keep going it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work that way all right let's see who is on the line thank you for calling Street Fight Radio who are we talking to hey can you hear me this is uh, Matt from Orlando howdy Matt hey so uh I wanted to say thank you for a couple of things you guys have been talking about a lot on the radio that have been helpful to me. Um, first one of those things is Kratom. Oh, really? Um, that's been, yeah, I've had a lot of uh, good luck with that, surprisingly for almost like anti-anxiety purposes. wasn't why I tried it out, but it worked out that way. So Yeah, that's the surprising, uh, thanks the, for mentioning. the big surprising aspect of it for a lot of people. And even for me, who is untreated anxiety, like, to have it go away, you're like, wow, that really does make things a, a lot easier, you know? Yeah. And um, I also wanted to thank uh, you for mentioning uh, secret shopping, because I've had a, a good time with that here in uh, Central Florida, at least. So oh, cool. You found, been, oh, uh, you went through, you went found out, figured out how to do it? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of interesting. The first couple were a little tense, because I, I was worried that, I was going to be too obvious and in worrying be too obvious. And after that first couple of times, it was just, I knew what to look for and I didn't have to think about it too much. So. Yeah. I totally screwed up my fucking first one so bad. It was a restaurant one. I don't recommend doing restaurant the first time. Cause you have to time everything down to the minute. I forgot to get to get receipts and everything. And I had to come up with like this story and <laughs> go back to the international pancake house i think was the name of the place and i had to go just say to the manager like uh yeah that was a business breakfast and i need to write it off on my taxes (laughs) so could you reprint that receipt from last saturday when i bought that dutch baby is what you had to hate your guts i would hate you if i if you came in asking for a receipt from a week ago i would got i'd be like yeah let me get it I'd go back in the kitchen, and then I would make fun of you with the people in the kitchen, and then I would come out and get you the receipt. Come out and give me the middle finger. I would give you the receipt. I'd be like, oh, sir, have a good day. But we'd be in the kitchen like, this motherfucker is trying to get a free pancake breakfast. Um, That's awesome. So uh, do you use Job Slinger at all? Jo- uh, I'm not familiar with that one. That's the, what, what is that? That's one of the best free sites that – um, kind of puts all of the companies together in one place. It's a great way to get started. Uh, Shadow Shopper is my favorite, but you got to pay for subscription. I know some people can't afford to do that. So Job Slinger has a whole list of companies in your area and what they're hiring for. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've been going through Market Force. Do you know that one at all? Yeah, that's a fun one. They do like a lot of. Um, I, I never did this, but they would let you set up those cardboard stand-ups at movie theaters. Oh, shit. This, the, like, really, I, really intricate ones that would take, like, two and three hours to, to, to do it, you know? I, I've not – I've been looking at those, but they they always seem like it's 
it's not worth the time and effort by the end of it. That's exactly like, why I didn't like do it's, it. It's more worth than the money they're paying. And yeah, a lot. Yeah, but, I, uh, I agree. I've, I didn't do it either because it was like, eh, it seems neat, but it's also why well, I'm also spending time doing this. Uh, now what I do mainly is I just skim my email and look for ones that have bonuses. Like I wait for the end of the month when they just start saying make an offer, you know, that's where I like to nice. do it now. Well, I've been lucky because you can kind of get around in the middle of the day in Orlando pretty easily. I mean, the, the traffic hours are pretty limited, and so you can sometimes get a bunch of shops in at once. And, you know, there are some shopping areas where there are a lot of tourists, but they aren't necessarily shopping. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's um there's another good app that you can throw into there called Moby, M-O-B-E-E. And you usually go into like grocery stores and shit and you just take pictures of like beer displays and report on what they're selling, like what kind of mustards or honeys are available. But I made like 13, wow. bu- I made 13 bucks doing it the other day. I made $25 in, a, in like two grocery store trips and at stores that I was already going to. So uh, that's, yeah, I've, uh, I've had a little luck with grocery stores too. Do the grocery, it's always, it's always nice. Yeah, I I like I used to do a lot of grocery shops. I had a good Whole Foods setup for a while, but like some of the other ones, they would ask you to visit like all these counters, and you have to write down like your interactions at like the meat at customer service with baggers with all this stuff, and they'd be like, "You get twelve dollars." I'm like, "That's not enough at all." I love. I used to go out to dinner with. We've gone out to dinner with Brad a few times when he's doing a mystery shop, and it, like. My wife and daughter and I will sit with them and we'll be like, it's like a covert action here. This guy, he's doing spy shit over here. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because I'm not sure if I'm spying on or for a corporation. Well, but, I mean, you know, do you help people out? Do you give people the benefit of the doubt? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've done enough food service jobs. There's, there's no way I'm going to, like, see something and think, okay, well, there's a speck of dust here, so you know minus you know two points out of the ten scale. No, like it's it, it's got to be pretty egregious for me to remark on it. And usually there hasn't been anything to report anyway. See, the only and I'm I'm with you 100. percent Like I if like I'm not going to report if someone's shirt was fucking untucked or if they didn't have an official pizza hat on whatever it was so i think it's good work because they are going to pay people to do it anyway so you might as well be in there making sure that people aren't getting fired or written up or losing any percentages off of their bonuses or or uh, raises because of it totally yeah and, the, and if i can say i would try to find if they did something good like i'll just i'll highlight that you sure. know i will mention like oh the you know the manager talked to this customer it was really nice they told me this really great dirty joke I recently did a thing where this woman like got me. I went to Kroger and I went grocery shopping and I bought a bunch of stuff. And the woman that was bagging it or the woman that was at the cashier was like incredibly fast. I'm talking like she just was like, boom, 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 boom in the bags, put it up. I went home and I called and was like, you need to, that is the most desirable. That is the, she didn't really like, spend a bunch of time like she said how are you doing and then was like i'm just going to get you out of this line and i was like that was the best experience i've ever had in a grocery store because a lot of times 
Man, these days, a lot of times you bag the stuff yourself. Oh, which I know. I fucking hate it. Me. I fucking yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah, because they don't hire baggers anymore. They just don't hire people to do oh, yeah. bagging anymore. And then, they, but they still people for ten lanes. Yeah, and they still charge you the same amount of money they would charge you because of the convenience of a bagger. I see that happening. I we are so ripped off when it comes to that because. We're already bagging our own groceries in the self-checkout line and doing the cashier work, and they're still charging the same amount of money. But even when you do go, when you're like, I'm going to go through the, the main line so I don't put a cashier out of a job. Every time you do that, you end up bagging your own groceries, and I'm not ragging on the people that are working. I think they need to hire more people. Either you got to hire more people or you just admit that I bag my own groceries now. This isn't like a full-service place anymore, you know? Totally. Well, if you have time for it, I have a dare-type story from when I was in middle school that I think you guys might like. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, being in Orlando, there's this, like, tiny private Christian school that I went to uh, because of kind of a zoning thing. My parents aren't super religious, but that was how it happened. And anyway, in this middle school, we had this, like, it wasn't dare officially because he would have had the shirt, but it was something like that, and the guy had military fatigues, and, you know, he was talking in that, you know, tough voice, like, before you ask any questions, everything I'm showing you is 100% real. And so, you know, he goes through this presentation, and he brings out these black lungs in a plexiglass box. And he's like, no, I don't let anyone ask me. These are real lungs. I emphasize real lungs. And so this kid, who's kind of a clever guy, but who's kind of a class clown, asks him, are they human lungs? And all the teachers are descending on this kid. But then the guy's like, well, no, well hold on. It turns out they had been, like, injecting this poor pig with cancer, to cause the lungs to look like that, and this guy had to explain that in front of all these <laughs> middle school kids that he's trying to scare the shit out of. And it was just the best own, because the class clown and the last minute totally just undermined the whole thing. And I, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, kids, uh, you know, uh, just to, we got a lot of dangerous stuff to tell you, and to do that, we had to take Babe the pig and fill him full of cancer to get this across to you. I want you to pay attention. Don't pay attention to that sweet baby piglet that we gave cancer. Listen to my message. <laughs> That's a that is tough. That's a tough crowd. That's when you really fucking step in it. When you're like, uh, no, young man, actually, and to be honest, they aren't human lungs. God, that's funny. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. And uh Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a good night. I, I do the have you a good night at the end of the calls now because it's like I'm so used to doing like phone calls, like phone thing. I'm still not used to being a radio phone answerer, you know? Really? Yeah. I'm I'm still like when I'm on the you phone like and I'm talking phone. to a customer. Right. All right. Oh, yeah. See you later. Yeah. yeah have a good night. Too. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Love you. <laughs> love you. I don't say love you golly let's get another call in here man Maine. thank you for calling street fight radio who are we talking to you're talking to tom from st paul it's good to hear you boys glad you called what's up tom i just did the burp thing on accident that time (laughs) well i just wanted to call and uh let you know that uh minnesota had its state uh endorsing conventions for both parties this weekend 
um, and the Democrats, or the DFL here in Minnesota, uh, just nominated uh, a woman named Erin Murphy who supports single-payer health care. And uh, that's very exciting news for us. And I, where where uh, is that? Minnesota? Oh, yeah. This is the governor's race. Okay, okay. Single-payer, I mean, that that is a good sign, right? Like, for even the rest of the country. is like, did was it a long campaign, or did they just choose this person? Well, it's it was her versus um, a gentleman named Tim Walls, who is also a DFLer, but he's more of that boring Midwestern centrist strain. And so it's just really exciting and energizing for people on the left here in this state to see her win that endorsement against the old milk toast nonsense that we have to usually put up with around here. Yeah, yeah, that that's always a big that's always a big plus like and you know, basically for me it's like if it's a woman against a white man, I'm probably going to most of the time vote for the woman now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just I, I yeah. assume the politics are better. Oh no, we well, ate a whole bag of wrong, Sour you know? Patch Kids, <laughs> but yeah, th- yeah, it's uh, th- what else does she talk about? Does she does she talk about like uh, you know, mass incarceration and all that stuff, or is she going to legalize weed well, for y'all? Uh, well, hopefully on that, but we're pretty slow about it in this state. Um, I, don't, I think she'll lead us into medical for sure during her tenure. Hopefully, we get recreational, God willing, but. Um, we're not moving particularly quickly on that, unfortunately. Yeah, um, nobody but, is. You know, she, she, like, this is nothing to you know throw your hat off your head and whoop and holler about, but it, it was a surprise. You know, I was expecting the old guard to win this one and keep the governorship just as boring and centrist as possible for Democrats here, but now we got this more left-leaning. You know, and the cool thing about Erin is that she was a nurse, and she's a huge union supporter, and her campaign staff is unionized. And That's so it's great. like, yeah, it's very exciting for somebody who's, well, a laborer, a union guy myself. So it's just the rules that she got the endorsement. Um, and of course, uh, the Republicans had their uh, convention in Duluth. And they're so inept that they managed to disenfranchise their own delegates. Um, so while they're doing voter suppression in, on the general population, they're so in love with it that they can't help but disenfranchise themselves. Well, I mean, that's always a fun little turnaround. Yeah, that's weird. That's I, I mean, yeah, they're idiots. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> well, that's good news. Is there anything any uh, if people in Minnesota can do to help out other than just vote for? Uh, primaries in August, everybody. So make sure you're if registered as a DFL voter and uh, get out to that primary and make sure that Aaron seals the deal. And um, no offense to Tim Waltz, who's a very, very nice man, but he doesn't have the most exciting politics. All sure. right. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. No problem. Have a good night, fellas. You too. Well, that's good. That's good Minnesota. to hear. I mean, if you maybe we should go to St. Paul. Paul instead of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm. Minneapolis.
I love that song, man. Minneapolis. Um, That's my J. Is that Janet Jackson? Minneapolis. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. I think it is. I just did an impression. I I'm forgetting it. I don't know what the real words are. Baby, Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Take another call. Try to find it. Uh, da, 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 Google. Da, da. What is the, the song where they, they say, say Minneapolis? Minneapolis. <laughs> or something that sounds like Minneapolis. <laughs> Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, boys. It's uh, Saul down here in Chapel Hill. What's going on? Not much. It's uh, pretty nice weather. Enjoying the weekend and um, taking calls. So far, so good. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I have uh, I have a good story for you because it's uh, it's my last night down here in North Carolina before I before I moved back home to Texas, and uh, I got a work story for you that actually ties a few of these few of these topics together, including uh, drugs and small business tyrants. So um, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put somebody on blast here because I'm leaving the state, so you know. Names, name, names, name, names. Oh, I'm name, I'm naming names. Yeah, about <laughs> to get real. Uh, we love naming names on this show. It's like, first, let me just say this: any, it's not our fault if somebody, if that person finds you. But name names. Go ahead. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I, I, I assume all liability. In fact, I, uh, I would love to get this motherfucker fired. Um, so. I, uh, I'm, I'm the guy who called in about, you know, the catering job that I was working at, and that's because I was at a restaurant where for uh, a number of, you know, months, years, I guess kind of on and off, I was working the front of house, um, just, you know, doing everything, dishes, ca- uh, register, wiping down tables, whatever. Um, and, uh, and this guy started coming into the restaurant who uh, – you know, basically, he, he was always just acting really erratic, and uh, I would be, like, wiping down tables, and uh, he would he would sit there, he was dressed pretty nicely, and, you know, tie and, and shirt and everything, and he, uh, and he would say things, he'd be like, uh, hey, hey, son, like, uh, fetch, fetch me some pie, or something like that, and it's like, what? <laughs> right, some 1940s gangster really showed up. <laughs> yeah, a really odd way to be spoken to, and he had this like European accent that like this vague European accent that kind of went in and out. Um, never could really figure this guy out. Um, and, uh, he, at, at one point I knew that he was just kind of crazy cause I was just, uh, picking up some dishes from the table, bringing them back to, you know, the bin where someone was going to come grab them from the kitchen. And, uh, this guy walks up to me and he goes, um, he goes, you got to know that there's two lesbians in the back and, uh, and, and they just, they just keep yelling at me. Uh, and I don't know why. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not really sure what's going on. And he just looked at me and he goes, are you on drugs? <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I wish I, I, I smirked. I was, but you know, I said, I said no, like, cause I didn't want to get in trouble. And, and he goes, and he goes, do you work here? <clears throat> and I said, yeah. And uh, he, he was like, do, do you go to college? And I said, uh, no, I, I'm not in college. And he goes, so let me get this straight. You just work here, but you don't go to college. <laughs> and I said, right. And he told, he, he, 
he basically told me he was going to go tell my boss uh, that I, uh, you know, I, I you're not in I college. This guy, this guy is unpredictable. I, I, I'm, I don't really understand, but like, he's making these vague threats. Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> I noticed that this guy's walking around writing prescriptions on a pad and handing them out to people. Nice. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean I, to cut off there. <laughs> no, no. It's, I go up to finally I go up to a couple of people who he's handing them out to because he's been doing this for a week or two since he started coming in and uh, I go up to this couple and they're like oh he just gave us a prescription for a smoothie down the road at this uh, coffee shop that he works at and um, and a business card and so they hand me the business card and this guy's name is uh, Mindert Niemeyer okay. he's uh I, you know, so he's showing European, up at he's showing up to your business. He's showing up to your restaurant and trying to poach customers by prescribing them yeah, items at his restaurant. Yeah, but but only smoothies. He uh, he goes around and apparently he was asking people if they're uh, if they were having any you know stomach or head pain, and if they said yes, he would write them a prescription for a smoothie down the road. Um, <laughs> I like this guy. I know this is a good plan. I, I, you know, and and so I'm like, you know, here's the thing. I'm a fan of scams. I follow them. I'm I like them, you know, and I admire a good one. And uh you know, I was like I was following this guy. For a second I was going to be rooting for him cuz um cuz you know, if you can run a scam out of somebody else's business, that's kind of cool. Does he buy like, anything while he's there? That. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, so he's just advertising. Oh, this this guy's advertising rules. in your restaurant. This guy's a fuck, uh, fucking awesome. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we think he's awesome. I take the business card and I look him up because I'm like, this guy's just up to some wacky shit. Well, I'm here to tell you that the kind of scam that this guy's running is, is, is no bueno. Um, I look him up. And it turns out that he was a doctor who's uh, had his license suspended about about six times for prescribing people opiates um, after losing prescribing privileges. What? So he was a pill mill doctor? And, uh, now he's trying to get into the smoothies? He's like, these rich people yeah. don't buy pills anymore. They want $10 smoothies. Yeah. So it turns out, and this is a wacky story that goes even deeper, but because he's lost his license, not only for prescribing opiates and killing a patient and killing a patient, like, because while he wasn't even allowed to prescribe them, he's also assaulted women at his practice and been convicted for it. Ah, oh, damn also, it. So, I mean, he did that. And then apparently at, at one point when, when one of these state regulators requested some records, uh, he like, you know, poked the person in the chest and was like, you're not fucking like man enough to come like get my records. I kind of like that part, though. See, there's things about this person that, like, I, I think he's the type of person where, like, there is some good there, but all of the good leads to bad. You know what I mean? Like, like in order to get a person who would poke a state regulator in the chest and say, I dare you to come down and get my right. records, in order to get that person... He's probably also going to be like aggressive with women and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so like, it's not God worth. Damn he's it. just a total asshole. Yeah, he's and a that doesn't play asshole. by any sort of rules. So you know, it's a renegade move, but it's just because he's a complete asshole. Yeah, it's like all the wrong. There's no reasons. good about him. I don't think. 
from what I can hear. No. No, I don't think there's any good. And, and that's the thing. He's, he's certainly a character. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, yeah, like I laughed when I read that, but only because it was so fucking dark that I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's, um, I mean, he's, he's known to assault women. And, and, and frankly, like that's the thing is he, he has lost his license multiple times. So why the fuck is the state keep giving it back to him? That's the problem. He's gotten it back six times. Is that like a thing where they just feel like, oh, we need doctors, so we can't, like, we have to, like, be a real light touch with the punishment for doctors? I, I mean, I'm serious. I'm asking that, like, you always hear about how, like, places need nurses, right? And, like, they probably yeah are less harsh on punishing because it takes so long to become a doctor and, like... It, I, and if a doctor tells me something, I just believe them on like sight. It's like the doctor just said something to me. That's the truth, you know. So <sighs> maybe people are intimidated yeah, right. by him too. I'm intimidated by doctors. Like no, even when they're not like my doctor, I'm intimidated by them. Yeah, and frankly, like sure, this guy's super intimidating. And I had a coworker who told me that uh, her that her husband and. Uh, went to go see him because he was the only guy approved by their VA insurance. <sighs> and, um, that he, that the whole time he was just trying to like prescribe all these maladies and get them to buy this smoothie because it turns out that he's <laughs> involved in a pyramid scheme because he's lost his license so many times that he has to write prescriptions for. Is it Plexus? Pyramid scheme. Is it, pl- what is the smoothie? Can you find out what the smoothie, is it a multi-level marketing yeah, it, yeah. scam? Yep. Yep. It's juice plus. Juice, pl- juice Plus. I, I, I had Juice a, Plus. I had a dude try to sell me Juice Plus one time. I was like driving in Lyft, and he was like, "You feeling pretty good about yourself?" And I'm like, "I oh, know. I always, I feel like shit. You know what no. I mean? Like I'm driving for fucking Lyft, no. sixty hours a week. I hate it." He was like, "You should do this Juice Plus thing. Not only will it make you really healthy. He, he was he was telling me I used to weigh this amount. Now I weigh this amount, and I get all kind. This dude kept telling me he gets all kind of girls from the Juice Plus thing, and I was like, "You don't get <laughs> nobody's impressed with that." You know what I mean? Like nobody's impressed with picking up. No, no woman is like, "Oh, you're 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 in the Juice Plus business." I see. You must be making quite a bit of money. I'm a healthy hustler, baby. <laughs> I had somebody try to sell me Juice Plus. That's crazy. I know some people paying $60 a month for Juice Plus. (laughs) Well, this guy, I mean, you know, it must be doing well enough that, you know, it's patching him through, um, at least for a little while, because he was on that big doctor's salary, and now he can't, you know, he won't be able to practice medicine until the next time the state gives him his license back again. Yeah. yeah um, he'll get it back and then he'll probably prescribe juice plus again you know uh kevin sorbo hawks thrive which is another thing like juice plus where he'll just come on and be like tell me your thrive story i've been thriving for this day and he'll do like facebook live (laughs) videos just selling this stuff called thrive and uh brett and i looked into it it didn't seem like a made i don't know we should try some of these sometimes because it's always been a fixture of the show talking about people yeah. that sell these things we should try plexus and thrive sometime that's a good juice idea plus yeah also juice plus uh i i when i was looking it up i found a little tidbit that uh i guess dr former dr minder niemeyer is um 
at like, you know, only one degree separated from O.J. Simpson, who was once the uh, spokesman for Juice Plus. Oh, when was O.J. Simpson the spokesman for Juice Plus? I think it was uh, after the legal troubles when he was trying to uh, make some money and doing a lot of ads. Juice Plus sounds like a pretty firing at all cylinders company, too. Yeah. Sorry, after the initial legal troubles. Um, yeah. yeah, Juice Plus uh, is getting what they can until they're shut down. <laughs> That's true. Juice Plus is probably not a very ethical company. Yeah, but um, I'm, you know, I have always wanted to get in on a pyramid scheme. It's really unfortunate that this guy turned out to be such a such a huge shithead because otherwise I would have left that job. Not to go catering, but to go, you know, make some money, get healthy, because I'm also not doing so hot, guys. Yeah, get some Juice Plus. It's I'm that. Sad. It's all those vitamins <laughs> that you need. Extra vitamins. It's just like eating ten servings of fruits and vegetables. They can put it in one <laughs> fucking piece of candy. Yeah, I got a prescription yeah. for you. It's called Juice Plus, and get it from StreetFightRadio.com/slash/JuicePlus. <laughs> yeah, we should get in there. <laughs> If you're going to buy yeah, it, might as well. Patreon, a good Patreon reward. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do consumables anymore. If you're going to buy Juice Plus, oh, right. if you're going to buy Juice Plus, buy it through us. Please just buy it from us. Use our code for Juice Plus. <laughs> that would be the fucking. Yeah, yeah that you're would... just selling codes, guys. You're not selling, you're selling codes and access. You're yeah. not selling, you know, consumables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just wanted to put this guy on blast. Dr. Minder Niemeyer, he is, uh, you know, a high-level drug dealer, and now he's, uh, you know, a Ponzi man, and also, I guess, Juice Plus, you know, uh, a fuck them by association. But, but we can use his tactics. We can, if you run a business, you can go to another business and advertise all to those people, because you know they got money, and they're looking to spend it out on the town, so you yeah. can do advertising in other businesses. We did learn that. Right. Well, th- right. thanks for calling. As a- Oh, sorry. No, just as a yes, as a as a seasoned front of house employee, I really don't mind people running scams out of the front of the house. No, please don't don't also be uh you know a uh, creep, a, a weirdo like this guy, a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, cool, thank, well, thanks hey, for calling in. Have a good night. You too. Yeah. All right, we're gonna right, take a break. Care. We're gonna take a break now. Um, break time. Play some music. I got a very big surprise. More Coheed and Cambria. Minneapolis.
Ronnie, yes sir, two for the show. A couple of years ago, I'm Hedlin and the low. What's the starter? Something good. With me and my nigga rolled the martyr through the hood. Just trying to find that hookup. Now every day we looked up at the ceiling. Watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the 86 lot on your head at decade writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light. Light off in that spot. Knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. This shit here must stop. Like freeze, we making the crowd move, but we uh, not making no G's and that's a no no. A one, two, two, dope niggas in the Cadillac, they call us. Went from Plagueis Ball to Ball, splitting the up, up on the map. It's like Little Rock to Bangin'. Niggas say, motherfuck, that Plaguein'. They payin'. We stayin', laggin'. Vocals, locales done. Made it with them big boys up in this industry. Outcast, yeah, them niggas, they making big noise. Over a million souls to this day. Niggas, they take it like the 96. Gonna be that year that out, y'all. Plagueis haters can bite me. Around this bitch, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boats, coming up slamming can't let go. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boats, coming up slamming can't let go. Back in the day when I was younger, hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies, bullshit, bullshit, off like it was supposed to be pulled, full of the tick I was, stone like them white boys, smoking them white girls before them blunts got crunk, chunky asses, passes getting thrown like Hail Marys, and they looking like Halle Berry, so, so fine, intertwined, but we ain't sipping wine, we just chilling, I'm the rabbit villain, and I'm so high, smoking freely, me Lil B, Rick Moan and Shook, and my little brother James, things changed in the hood where I live at, them rats know, Mama, I want to sing, but mama, I want to trick, trick. And mama, I'm sucking dicks now. We moving on up in the world like elevators. Me and the crew, we pimps like 82. Me and you like tone it, tone it, tone. Yeah, yeah. Like this, East Point, and we gone. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boat. Coming up, slamming, can't let go. Stopped at the mall the other day. Heard a call from the other way that I just came from. Some nigga was saying something. Talking about smoke something. You remember me from school? No, not really, but he kept smiling like a clown. Facial expression looking silly, and he kept asking me, what kind of car you drive? I know you paid. I know y'all got buku with holes from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same thing that he has. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough loot to last me. To the end of the week, I live by the beat like you live check to check. If you don't move your feet, then I don't eat, so we like neck to neck. Yes, we done come a long way like the Slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't gonna stop, so we just gonna continue. Continue. <laughs> you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boat. Coming up, slamming can't let go. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boat. Coming up, slamming can't let go. Me and you. <laughs> Your mama and your cousin too Rolling down the strip on the boat Coming up slamming Cadillac nose Me and you Your mama and your cousin too Rolling down the strip on the boat Coming up slamming Cadillac nose Me and you Your mama and your cousin too Rolling down the strip on the boat Hey, Street Fighters. Thank you for listening to the show. We are here. 
to take your calls every single Sunday night. It's a street fight. If you want to get in, 10.30 p.m. is the best time to start calling. That number is 614-412-5252. It's the same number every single week. So you don't have, it doesn't change or anything like that. We're broadcasting live out of the WCRS Free Press Studios in downtown Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. You can get us on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. If you want to see us live tomorrow night and you're listening live right now in Columbus, we are going to be at Cafe Kerouac Monday night. We're going to live stream it if we can, which I think we will because I really want to. So that's all we need to get it done. Uh, We will be at Cafe Kerouac doing a party for Kilgore Books. They're from Chicago. They're coming to town. They did a Kickstarter for their zines, and we're going to join them and kind of help and host the conversation. So please come hang with the gang tomorrow night in Columbus. We'll be around Check the social medias for more information about that. Thanks for being here. So far, so good. Calls about tips. Very uh, on-topic discussion for us, right? Always, yeah. We do talk about tips. That is a that's. I mean, a lot of our listeners probably live on tips. So yeah, I didn't. I never did the. I never did a server job. I don't think I had it. it just never lined up. I didn't have the people skills when I was young enough to get it. And then I was able to just find other things to be useful at besides, like, I just can't put up with people's shit like that. I, I don't like the general public enough, you know. And you don't care about money. And, like, that's the real dangerous thing about us with, like, a well, service I care about job. money. Well, right. I'm not saying, but you're not going to, like, take shit for money. You know what I mean? Like, where you're just like, I'll just take a fucking smaller tip and spill the water on this guy, <laughs> you know? Sure. All right. We got... Seven people on the line. We're going to try to get through this, uh, see what we can do. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi. Um, my name is Elizabeth from uh, the suburbs of Chicago. Howdy, Elizabeth. How are things going tonight? Uh, good. Oh, uh, by the way, they, them, or she, her? Uh, no problem. Yeah, things are good. Uh, just got back from a, from a show. Um, pretty good, pretty good. Who would you see? Um... Uh, the band called The Wonder Years. The okay. Punk group. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, my brother recently uh, turned me on to your show because uh, I was talking to him about how I just can't listen to the Pop Save America guys anymore because um, they suck. Um, yeah, they're bad. I will agree with yeah, you on no, that. They're, <laughs> they're terrible. I could. I, I can't stand it. Um, yeah, and, and he, he uh, shared with me you guys, and pretty great so far. Um, well, thanks for thanks for giving uh, us a shot. I haven't, I've, I don't know anything about it, but I did see a bumper sticker at my kid's school, and they have, and I was like, "What is that for?" And I looked it up, and it was Pod Save America. Oh no! Well, that makes sense at your kid's school. Sure. They're just Democrats. Um, so. Yeah, uh, a few episodes ago, you guys were talking about being in New Jersey uh, with, like, the McDonald's and labor laws and stuff. Yeah. The what? Uh, Child labor laws. McDonald's was breaking a lot of child labor laws. And it was just, we we talked about it because 
you know, we both worked as teenagers and they, <laughs> they definitely broke a lot of child labor law. I never worked a job that didn't. Yeah, um, and, and I think I can offer kind of a, not a different perspective, but you know, one that, that kind of supports that. Because I'm actually only 18, so uh, I just graduated high school a few, like, maybe last week. Congratulations. Uh, I'm so uh, thanks. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, it's still extremely terrible. Um, you know, they expect to, you know, I requested days off, uh, like, Tonight off because I, I knew I had this my first week at this job. They scheduled me, you know, for for today. Yeah, so they I, do that to show you that you can't come in here asking for. I I firmly believe that a lot of times in service jobs they will make you they will give you'll ask for a day off and just you know be cool about it and they will let you know like you don't just get days off. I decide when you get days off. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's a, a restaurant. Well, you know, restaurant. It's like quick service. Uh, let's call it the small Italian uh, ancient pizza man. Ah, um, Fazoli's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 yeah, uh, like, we're just understaffed. But, like, it's not like our store. You know, it, it's like everywhere staffed so that they know that they can just, like, you know, they know that we're desperate for jobs, right? You know, so they can just milk us and, you know, just drain everything, you know, uh, well, they, drain everything out of us. Yeah, just throw you in there and then make you figure it out and, you know, just be like, well, what are you going to do? Just go somewhere else? Fine. There's other people that want this job. I remember when I worked yeah. at, um, when I did work at Fazoli's, one of these craziest moves that my boss would do is someone would come in saying they want a job. And he'd be like, can you start right now? Like, he would make him start working that day. He'd be like, you can go home and what? put your stuff away, but I need you back here by 6 ready to get started on breadsticks. Like, that thats that was the kind of shit he was doing. I had a few of those, too. I did have a few. And you'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. I wasn't really like. Yeah, I was going to go watch a movie later. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of plans later. I didn't even think you were. I thought you'd maybe want to no call job. me. Yeah. No job. Yeah, um, you know, and, and they'll, like, assign. And, and I've, you know, worked a few different places. Um, you know, and they'll just assign people, like a single person, tasks that are, you know, two or three people. Um, I worked at another restaurant before that, um, you know, and it's just like the expectations are way too high for what you're given. You know, like you can do the, you can work way harder than, you know, you're getting paid to do um, and, and still come up short because you're not given the tools for success. But right. then that, you know, still comes back on you. Yeah, that's, uh, man, one of the worst abusers here I can think of is fucking Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen near me is, like, slammed all the time. There is cars blocking the road from the drive-thru, and there are people lined out into the streets, and they've got, like, five 17-year-olds in there <laughs> running around trying to figure out how, like, the thermal machine works and all of this shit, and it's just it's such a clusterfuck. And I, they just don't bother to fit. I mean, that's part of the charm, I think, maybe, is what they think, you know? Yeah, but they could fix it Like, we're easily. giving these kids a job. We're going to let them make us popcorn shrimp in a Sunday, 
And, uh, you know, we gave them 575 a fucking hour to do it. Yeah. I mean, what isn't they, they like I think some of these businesses just budget it that way because they know that a kid has to work for less because a, a, a person who is even 18, their labor is worth less than somebody who's my age. For some reason, they do the same work. They probably work harder because a lot of times when you're younger, you look at your boss as less like your boss and more like a, a, a authority figure like your parents or a teacher. And they play on that a lot of times too, is like they expect you to give them a different kind of respect than they expect the people who are 20, 25, 30 years old to give them. Oh, absolutely. Um, they, it's speak when yeah. spoken to when it comes to kids working. If you're under, if you're in the teens. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you know, we, like I was never taught, you know, what, like, a normal expectation is, you know, for like how my employer treats me or, you know, things like that. Um, my first job was, a, uh, it was at like this movie theater restaurant kind of thing. It was, you know, it's not the only thing, but it was like one of the leading factors that like led to like a hospitalization for mental health stuff. You know, it was just this huge breakdown because they were consistently, you know, like not getting me out until, you know, one or two in the morning. Right. And just like, so many days of the week, and I didn't know. You know, I didn't know that that's not how it is, right? Mm-hmm. That was my first job. And, you know, it's sort of like it's, it's advantageous for employers to, you know, employ don't know that that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they kind of they are setting the tone, too. I got to tell you, uh, jobs are always going to get, like, I, I don't work a real job. Th- this is my job now because I didn't work out in that world so you just don't let them go don't let them get you to don't let them get you too down you know i know it's hard i know somebody telling you not to because you said you were hospitalized i'm just telling you i was too like and it was like a lot of job stuff and it doesn't make you you're not abnormal like people feel like people that are 50 years old feel the way that you feel so don't ever feel like don't ever feel like the that you're wrong or you're not an adult. You're an adult. You're t- you're 18. You're out of you're out of college. You're you, I mean you're out of high school. You're an adult and and like you have the same amount of power as your boss. Like <laughs> if I can well, give you a yeah. sort of a pep talk, you know you're you same amount of value. Yeah, you have the same amount of value as your boss, and you do have power. They can't finish a Friday night without you. Like if you left on a Friday night, they can't finish that. Like they would be totally fucked, you know. So you do have power. Yeah. They want you to think that you don't have power. Well, here's the conundrum with that, right? It's like, okay, yeah, I could, you know, say no, I'm not like, you know, feeling better or, or you know, leave and sort out essentially. But then it just like makes it a more hostile environment for me, you know, or you know, they just. Uh, you know, more total than I'm worth, you know, I'm, I'm a replaceable employee, you know, I'm not vital, like, in a, you know, single shift, I might be vital to the store, but, you know, overall, whatever, they have, you know, crazy turnover rates. Yeah. Because. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, they get people in and out. Right. I mean, that comes, that's something that comes with wisdom too. I mean, you can't pick your battles a little bit. You know, you're right. If you refuse to do your fucking job, they're definitely going to fire you for that. But um, 
if you have a boss that decides to be extremely nasty or mean or some point and you push back on some of the shit of just total disrespect and uh, just say, like, don't fucking disrespect me like that anymore. You know, like I'll I'll do your popcorn. I'll clean up your fucking place for you. But you don't disrespect me while I'm doing it. You know, like that's you. But I mean, that that's just you got to grow into that, man. Sorry. You got to go grow into that. Oh, no. Oh. That makes sense. Makes sense. But I, th- I, I just, you know, it's just, I always say that, like, one of the reasons I do this show is because when I was younger, I wish some older dude would have sat me down and said, hey, uh, we're all nervous. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's <laughs> anxious at it because older dudes the way they talked to me when I was younger was like, buck up, idiot. You're a kid. You know what I mean? You're, oh, you got a whole life left of this. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. It, it I mean, yeah. like, again, when, when you say you, you, if you're the, the thing about those jobs and, and like, I know that it's comfortable to stay to stay on one a little bit longer. Right. But like, uh, they are easier to get too. like, if you do have to go, if somebody is being abusive to you and you have to go, just realize that like there's a hundred places that also need you too. And that, like the yeah. the way that industry works is it's just turnover because everybody just kind of rotates around all of the different restaurant jobs in town. Yeah. I mean, re- mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. You just got to try to le- slowly level up. You know, don't stay up anywhere too long and get some skills that you can move on to a place that, you know, is going to treat you a little bit better. I mean, that's what it's really become. But, you know, I mean, Brian is absolutely right, though. I mean, I've seen my wife break down in like fucking shaking tears, you know, after a stressful week at work. So, you know, it, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank thanks you for, for calling. calling. I appreciate it. it. Have a good evening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that teen stuff is the way that teens get treated at job is terrible. I just don't want my daughter even working at a place. Well, so. I've, I mean, I've taken that stance too. I mean, I, I, um, I totally resent having to work and, and I am trying to not spoil my daughter and I want her to know how hard it is for other people, but I, it's not to the point where I'm going to make her deal with some fucking creepo manager that's trying to fuck her. Right. We, she, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean like that's in like, you're pe- right. Uh, yeah, that's in all of the other abuse that goes along with like being a kid and working. Around. They can work for us. Your daughter can work for us. You know what I mean? We can pay as much as they would pay. And it's just, it's like, if you can keep them out of that world, then I, I just, we need to stop doing this. Yeah, I mean, it has to change. And I mean, and a lot of it is, though, is they like, don't have to be beat down. We don't have to beat them down before they get out of high school. That's the idea. I think that we get is we got to teach them what the world's going to be like when they get out of high school. So we it's like a hazing period well, more than anything. And we do. I mean, we do everything in the world. I mean, remember, here's what we're talking about. Fifteen dollars an hour is thirty one thousand dollars a year. So we're talking about people that jobs that pay less than that. And you're and you're you're dealing with folks that have families that have rent that have all these other things or a young person trying to make their way in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get an apartment. Oh, really? In Washington, D.C., a one bedroom apartment is only nineteen hundred dollars a month. You know? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go get screamed at, you know, for 24 hours a week at two different fucking jobs so that I don't get health care. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it like we. 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 
I just feel that because whenever I, I breach this topic with my friends that are doing fine, they don't want to acknowledge that like the 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 total di they don't want to acknowledge what's happening to the rest of people out there that like are facilitating our lifestyles you know yeah like i'm not trying to be a bummer but it's like we go out to eat and enjoy that but we all i also know what's happening you know like yeah i'm listening to the people that are making that fucking food and serving the goddamn food and know what they're going through you yeah. know yeah and you do too you fucking know too that's the thing is like you don't have to do a goddamn anarchist radio program mm -hmm. to know what the fuck is going on you've done the jobs before you've all done them yeah that's exactly right For the most of us aren't born into a system where we do get to not work when we're 16 i've been working since i was fucking 14 me? officially i started working when i was 16 because nobody would hire me at four i started looking for jobs at 13 I was doing papers at 13 because that was the earliest, easiest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's because I grew up in a household. I would, you know, my mom gets mad when I mention this, but she worked at Denny's when she gave birth to me. So, I mean, that's the fucking type of that's the, the promise I had was like work at fast food. And when I was there, I saw so many fucked up things like as a young person that I just should have never have been involved with. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah, because you're working with 22, 23-year-olds and yeah. 22, 23-year-olds that work at restaurants are right. fucking assholes. Yeah. You know, I was one of them, so I know what it's like. No, they ha yeah, they have those people that are 22, 23 managing a bunch of 16-year-olds, and it's not, a f it's not a smart idea. No, it's the worst possible way to set that up, to introduce you to the workforce. But it again, it gets you in there, and it gets you beat down yeah. early. It gets you. It lets you. It wakes you up real quick. It lets you know, like this is what it, this is what work is. This is why there's all these songs about how much we hate it, and all of these TV shows about how much we want to get away. Yeah, this yeah. is why we drink forty eight fucking beers every weekend. Yeah. So, hey, if you're listening and you're a little older, too, make sure that you tell. I really think the most important thing you can do is tell young people that they're not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that they're not wrong and that they're not lazy and that they're they're being squeezed. That That's just a case of them being squeezed. I'm, and they should, if they felt the way. Because, look, if they understood that me at 39 and you at 35 and our listeners who are of varying ages if they understood that they feel that way too that like he takes a huge burden off of them because i really didn't know that i i know this sounds like i was a dumb person and i was semi-dumb but like you're a classic fool is what but, i think of you as yeah but nobody told me these things nobody ever said these things so i felt out of place i felt different you know and I felt like I was a person like that, that couldn't hack it, that failed. Sure. Yes. And and uh, that does wonders on you. And, and when you hear of somebody being hospitalized and they bring up the fact that part of it was due to their job, it's like so many people are in that position too. Maybe can't afford to be hospitalized for it either. And like people are having meltdowns in the parking lot before they go into their jobs. It doesn't matter if that job's paying seven fifty an hour or $60,000 a year. There's always somebody everybody's melting down and everybody's thinking about their place in the world a lot more than we than than they let on and that like that is necessary they're letting that job carry all that weight in their lives you know i mean it's how you get everything it is how you get everything <laughs> that's why i always tell my kid 
Uh, let's see who is on the line text. Oh, well, they've been waiting a while. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. I can hear myself in my ear. Oh, uh, can you turn down something? Better. Better. Right? Yep, there it is. Yeah. How's Holy it, fucking shit. How's it Work, going? Right? That is, that is, I was thinking about that on my bike ride over here. Uh, on my bike ride back from work today where I was at all day. Fucking just hating it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. It's uh, I don't even do it anymore, but <laughs> I'm still complaining about it. I'm scarred by it. It's the biggest. It's uh, dude. It it it's it's like a traumatic experience. Yeah, showing up. <sighs> so what's going on tonight? Not a whole lot. I just got back to my place. Um, showing out, listening to the show, and uh, getting ready for another exciting day of the uh, W word tomorrow. <laughs> Oh no! You gotta work early. Uh, well, not like super early, like nine o'clock or so. So, not like a big deal. That's super early for but, me, though. I'm going to ride water slides on Tuesday, and I'm afraid they're gonna wake me up at nine o'clock in the morning to do it. I might have to drive separate. Actually, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm like spending all this to like Brett and I and our families are going wa- water slide riding, but I'm like mm, maybe I'll go a little later than them. <laughs> These people are yeah. go-getters. <laughs> yeah, I want to get it all you in. You want to get in that, like, start that with the midday sun where it's, like, really bright and shiny, and you, you don't want to go in there when it's, like, misty and shit. No, I like to go no. in. I like to not show up anywhere till 1 p.m. Then I'm like, oh, That's look at me. Time. It's me. I'm looking fucking great, you know? But all my jobs were morning jobs all my whole life. Like, I was always like, I got to do a morning job so I can go to, like, concerts and stuff. Well, I think I... When I was a teen, I actually had your fucking job, Brian. What'd you do? Like your dream job. What'd you? What was it? Truck driver? <laughs> no. Truck driver, movie theater kid. Yeah. Oh, that was my dream job as a teen. Yeah, I wanted to work at a movie theater. Yeah. They wouldn't hire me because I looked like a scuzz bag, and they knew I'd get all my scuzzy friends in for free. Who, incidentally, when I went for my interview, were sitting in the car smoking weed in the parking lot the whole time. I was like, God, I wonder why I didn't get hired. <laughs> Come walking in reeking of cigarettes and weed, and you're 16 years old. I don't. I think we're gonna pass on you, sir. Can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, hiring uh, teens got to be a hard job too. I mean, like figuring out which teens are trustworthy and won't kick your ass. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? It was kind of a, I mean, it wasn't like a bad job, but like it was, it was still like not the greatest job overall, but I mean, you did get to see movies for free, which is pretty fucking cool as a teenager. Yeah. Free movies are great. I, I, I do love yeah. those. Well, hey, one act of, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, you're good. You're good. My, my one act of like, uh, like, or at least like the one that I remember cause it was a while ago now of like workplace resistance with my, we worked at a movie theater that was across the street from a Walmart and somehow like fucking 10 carts or so got like put into the back lot of the movie theater from the Walmart. I don't know how it happened, but anyways, my manager who was a giant piece of shit, um, they always are asked me to, uh, like get one or two like people and take the carts 
back to the Walmart. So instead of doing that, I took the entire fucking crew that was cleaning out the movies and just said, hey, let's all go and fucking take the carts across the street to the Walmart. And for like 45 fucking minutes, we just were not working and just chilling out and having a good time. And uh, somehow I didn't get fired for doing that. But I think I stole like a couple hours worth of labor at least, which I was pretty proud of. That's great. That's I love labor theft. That's one of my favorite things. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, I appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna get these. Oh, anytime. We're gonna get these these. We're gonna get all the callers. I think. I think Brett. I think it's possible for us to get all the callers tonight. We can do it. We can do it. We just gotta be, you know, speedy. I guess. Right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, how y'all doing? Great. Great. How about hey, yourself? Uh, eminent prop, Jeff. Jeff, oh, how's it going? You waited for us. Don't you have to work in yeah, the morning? Yeah, I waited for a long time. No, because it's summer. I'm a teacher, and summer just started. It's oh, my official first day of summer. Lazy fucking bums. You don't even work the whole year. <laughs> Living off the public <laughs> door. Look, 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 look. If you want, look, you come, you, you work your job. Just like running and like slapping kids around all day and like making them take tests and see how you feel at the end. Oh, of the I got day. my daughter for the whole fucking summer. I got my daughter for the summer. I hate it. All. Give- I hate it already. <laughs> today we. Uh, you don't have to give her a damn test. Uh, today my wife was like, uh, "All right, we're gonna go to the conservatory, right? We're gonna go to the this and this and that." And I was like, "I got, I have a lot of stuff I need to fucking do." Like <laughs> weekend is like a block of time. It's like freestyle time. I can do whatever I want. I got things to do. And she's like, but I'm working at a job now. Like I'm away. We got to maximize our time together. And I was like, yeah, but Charlotte has been home all week long, which means I haven't done any fucking work. I need like time to actually work without hearing dad, dad, dad. Yeah. You look, I'll put it like this. 10 months out of the year. I get that. Okay. And then two months out of the year, you get it. So, Count your fucking blessing. That's true. I had I've my my daughter has gotten twenty dollars a day off me so far <laughs> since she's been on break. It's miserable. <laughs> I'm going crazy. It's like, geez, can't you do something that don't cost twenty dollars? <laughs> Everything costs no, twenty dollars. Nothing does nothing costs less than twenty dollars anymore. Yeah. Everything costs at least twenty dollars. No, we went to the cons- yeah, we went to the conservatory today and it was free day, it was community day. And we we're like, I was like, how much would it have costed if we paid? And they were like, it's eighteen dollars to get in per person. Oh, man. It's like I don't have Brutal. that. There was four of us there. I always look at Kings Island every year, which oh, is the wow. big. It's gotten wild. It's the big. Uh, it's one of the two big amusement parks in America's roller coast, Ohio. That's what we're we're known for having a lot of roller coasters here. A lot of record setters. And uh, I looked into there, and it was like you can get kids tickets for ten dollars off. That's just thirty nine ninety five, and I was like, fuck. It has to be above that now. Man. I know they want like eighty dollars to get in anymore. Yeah, it's like man, well, I know it costs. I know what happened at Cedar Point. 
I saw what happened at Cedar Point, like, over the weekend or something when y'all lost power and, like, all the people got trapped on the fucking roller coaster over there. <laughs> That's a good story, though. That's part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes the power goes out. Yeah. that I have this theory that, like, things like that happen to make the thrill of the roller coaster more. It's like... You're rolling the dice. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, you know, the power could go out on that damn thing. <laughs> All it takes is for one person to die to make a ride legendary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, after the Ohio State Fair incident, I'm cut off from carny rides. I'm not going to let my kid ride them even at all. Oh, that's weird. You want to just, like, it's safe space, right? I, I can't watch her. I'm not going to watch her fucking do it. I'm not going to watch her die. You got to just tell me it happened. Yeah, carny rides are scary now. You. Yeah. Oh, the I'm looking at the Cedar Point now. Oh, no. Oh, there's a lot of Cedar Point news. I I would have shit myself while that had happened. No, that's cool because then you get to walk down those motherfucking steps that you see when you're going up the hill. <laughs> I'm always like, a, a they don't do that. How many steps have, like, is shit like running down your leg as you're doing it? It's not, it's not as fun. When no, you're doing I'm they don't it. do that. They ain't gonna let you out of that thing to walk down those. No, steps. that's how they did it. They walked them down a hill. I thought. What? The pictures I saw, they were walking them down a hill. They don't usually do that. They usually leave you in there like, we'll get you down. You're just, you're going to ride yeah, down. Just, just wait patiently. Wow. Cedar Did they walk them down point. or not? I'm getting it right now, man. Maybe it's, I was dreaming of that. I just was dreaming about walking those steps, man. I want to, we got to break into an amusement park in the middle of the night and fucking walk the steps. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Rarefied air right there. Yes, yes. That's my Rocky right there. Oh, that was up there for two hours. Ooh, that it said, sucks. Uh, a power outage at the Cedar Point Amusement Park left riders stranded on some of its roller coasters and other rides for about two hours on Memorial Day. A spokesman for Cedar Point <laughs> and Sandusky said the park, you should get money. I hope they all yeah, got they like got, a bunch of money they for better. that. No, they got they probably free- got like a little American flag or something like that. And like the troops made you made this possible. They, were they like, made this calamity possible for you. We bought everybody be- we bought everybody uh Raptor refillable drink mugs. They're an eighteen ninety five dollar value. <laughs> yeah. You can get free drinks throughout the park for this. Just it's on us. Baking in the sun at oh, yeah. the top of a hill getting, next to a, a, a lake. Getting a fucking down. sun poisoning. Getting sun poisoning, and all they're going to do is say, you can come back and do it again on another day. They're going to give you a ticket for another time. You're like, why did I have to get on the, this you time? You better have. I want, like, I want to see cash money. The kind you of come up with a $100 bill. <laughs> the kind of luck to be the person that got on the roller coaster when the power went out is just astounding I to know. me. Oh, poor. I feel bad. I, I mean, oh, do I feel bad for those people? I just this is why I don't ride rides, though, because I'm afraid of all of them. This confirms all of your biases, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, people's out there trying to die. That's all it is, I think. So, testing fate. I'm okay with roller coasters. The ones that scare the shit out of me are water slides. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to be riding wide and water slides in two, water days. Slides two days. I'm yeah. the water slide kid. Oh, I feel no. like I have some power on a water slide. I have seen. No, no, it's all it's all physics. It's like 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 God's in control, not you. Right, but some dude did all kinds of math to make yeah, sure I'm not going to fly off the off the water. Their side. math isn't so good sometimes, though. I do have to agree. Yeah. I've read some shit where they're like, <laughs> they can't account for all body types. Right, they can know. account there's for mine. There's something. There's something about the sort of like the fact that you're on a track with a roller coaster that makes me feel safer, and like you have a 
buckle in front of you. Right. As opposed to just, like, you're at the mercy of gravity and, yes. like, um, like, Isaac Newton's laws of fucking physics. <laughs> And you're when you're on a roller when you're on a water slide. Well, they t- that's a little scary to me. Those people got sued because that guy got decapitated on a water slide. Right, they were fucking around and they were just they nobody did any physics. Nobody did the Isaac Newton shit. No one was out there with an apple dropping it down the slide to see what the fuck happened to okay, it. Okay, see if it got chopped in half. I'm gonna say something that's dumb as hell about that, but like they said that like. That ride in particular, people have been saying, like, this is going to chop somebody's damn head off. Yeah. And that, like, they were the company kept it running. But uh, my hope is that, like, because they were making money. Yeah. They should at least say you might get your damn head. If they if they were straight up and they were like, you might get your head chopped off doing this. I'd be like. Okay, I think I can fucking survive this thing, man. <laughs> well, like, you can at least be aware while you're right. on it that you could get your head Duh. cut off. There's a part on this ride where you get your head lopped off. Th- then I'll be paying attention the whole time, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. but well, Nobody believes it until it happens at least once. So I think they're... not for a couple more times after that. Oh, and how many barbecues were those salespeople at? They were like, that new ride, though, seems a little dangerous. They're like, it'll be fine. It's only a simulation dummy that got its head lopped off. Somebody did physics. <laughs> there, there's me. Like, we're all standing at the barbecue. Me, you, and Jeff are standing at the barbecue around the thing. And Jeff's like, I don't know. I don't trust the physics. And then you're like... Yeah, I mean, some of these have weird physics. And I'm like, some scientists did it. It's fine. And science went into this. They probably did computer animations of it all day. This is so safe. Okay, so when you believe this science of the physicists doing the physics, but you don't believe the science of the flat Earth or the round Earth, how, how do you differentiate between which science is good and which science is junk? Well, that I mean, I'm just saying that, like, I assume... That like they they're like oh because when I here's why here's I'll give you a example of why every water slide I've slidden ridden on slidden on I I've like slidden, slidden on, on. yeah every slidden on them I like that every water slide like <laughs> slidden every water slide I've been on has a part where you fly up the side and they put extra yeah, water yeah. slide up there because they know when you come around this corner you're gonna fly up the side. You know, and for me, it's like, okay, maybe this isn't like the safest thing in the world, but I can control if I come flying over, like I can grab the water sliders. I don't know. I have a thing in my water slide now. I have a thing in my mind that if I started to fly up over, somebody just grab the water slide and they're flying off. (laughs) Dig your fucking fingers into it and say, uh, uh, nah, -uh, I'm not flying off this. No way. Oh, now I'm watching videos of dudes slide off of water slides. Oh, don't do that. We're about to go do it, man. I'm not going to watch this one, no. No, I'll be all right. Just put the brakes on. literally haunt my nightmares. I'm not some 10-year-old boy, dude. I'm an adult, man. Yeah, that's the problem. You got more more of that. You got more of that mass going. No, I'm saying that I like I have faith in who I am as a person and how strong I am and how aware I am and alert I am. Like I'm a, like an <laughs> alpha t- male, like almost like I'm a robot. You go you're just going to turn into a big bad alpha male rocket that goes flying <laughs> off some hill. No, it, what'll happen is if it starts happening and I start to fall off, just I'll like no. grab the side of the. Like I'm getting down, man. It ain't gonna happen. You I'll know? grab the I'll grab the fucking air and push myself back down. 
Oh, shit. That kid did. Okay. But he didn't die or nothing. He just slid across the concrete. Oh, snap. <laughs> Ouchie. It's a little bit of road That's rash. That's a raspberry. A little yeah. bit of road oh. rash. He'll Happens. be all right. He'll be fine. Yeah, come on. That's part of it. Like you said, be more Rubbing aware. Rubbing fucking dirt on it, you wimp. Oh, man, he's fine. He's fine. He just lost a little bit of skin. They probably ruined his day at the water park, but I'm sure they probably gave him some money, you know? I would sue still. Don't get me wrong. I would still sue the water park no, you better, if I got dude. hurt. That's the way you have to do it. Yeah. It's a good cover. You have to. Yeah. It's almost like your constitutional duty or whatever. I just don't think <laughs> I'll, I'll ever. consider you a traitor if you didn't do that. I feel like I can get my mind around like a hill. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just going to slide down that hill. Yeah. That's what I see a water slide as, sliding down a damn hill. And uh, the other roller coasters have too much stuff in. They did stuff that God doesn't intend. I don't know, man. I, some of those water slides, though, we went one time, and I saw two or three people leave on fucking stretchers because <laughs> folks don't know what they're getting. Oh, they, they don't know what they're getting into. Like, some of those people will start rolling, and they realize they haven't stretched like that in a while, you know? <laughs> I love them. I love water slides. Don't try to scare me out of water slides. I'm into them, too. Yeah, Brett and I could be water sliding on Tuesday. Not pass. even thinking about this <laughs> on that Zoom pass. Godspeed to both of you. I'm going to ride the big toilet bowl one. It's just an enormous bowl. <laughs> That you just slide down and circle the drain. It's beautiful. That's, I wish that's they a would. Great gimmick for a while. They should have a flushing sound all you. They do. should be nice. Just giant turds running down with you. <laughs> Turd flush. I wish they. Be they gave you a brown like inner tube yes, raft yeah. thing, and they just just made it. Just go but on. Everybody in. would get down with that. People love gross We're out human. humor. Yeah, my kid loves it. I love it. Me and you remember when we played the? Uh, we played that. Uh, game on apps on the on the TV like it's a game where you have to put funny quips and stuff. Jackbox. So TV. the the first time I played it, I came in last place every time because I was trying to be funny, like like uh like I am on Twitter or like I am on this show. I was like, oh, Mad Libs thing. It's a uh, it's yeah. called uh it's uh that game you don't know Jack, and you just make up answer. Oh, you just okay. make up answers to questions. And so I would make up the answers to these questions. And I'd try to be funny in, like, clever. the way that I am, like, clever, and it didn't work. I won all the next games because all my answers were butts and poop and pee-pee and stuff like that. And people are like, ah, pee-pee? What? <laughs> That's what Cards Against Humanity is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Just stick it in your butt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> people yeah, we slapping to- their knees and crying. <laughs> We need to petition for the toilet. Laughing at that, the Toilet Town Water Park would be a great adventure. That's a street fight adventure. You could swim in an enormous dumpster. It's like a wave pool, but yeah, it looks but like a dumpster. It has like a dumpster side on it. The Philadelphia experience. Yes, yeah. You get the toilet. Philly wave pool. <laughs> you get a toilet. It'd be the you toilet can ride. slide down. I can think of other water slides for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Get the um, ride and junkie at like the merry-go-round is like junkie looking ass cars. Well, then for kids, you'd let them do donuts on jet skis. Like you get them just spin in circles <laughs> yeah. on a jet ski. Okay. Now you're talking about stuff that like, if we could get like a million dollars, right? right. A billion could, would we, help. We, well, okay. Well, I'm saying you get the million dollars, you get the big toilet done. Sure. Right. And then get you investors. get the big dumpster done. That's the million dollars. You spent your million dollars. Okay. And then. 
you like That's when you start making actual money. Yeah, then you charge people to get in to do those two things. Uh-huh. And, and then expand it. once you get over a million dollars, you start making that money. Then you'd put into jet skis. Then you put into like go karts. Jet ski dumpster, I love it. Yeah, I love a jet ski dumpster. <laughs> jet skis. I mean, you don't really have to even rig it up to do waves like a wave pool. If you just let kids ride jet skis in it, that makes waves like yeah. little the wave wakes. Itself. Yeah, jet skis make the waves for you. I'm thinking of something though, like uh, like that would be for younger kids, where it was like a, a carousel ride, yeah. but it would have a jet ski tied mm. to like a metal bar, and it would just like go in a circle. You know what? You want to hear a gross That's Ohio like a, like, a, like a teacups. You want to hear a really around in like these teacups. You want to hear a really gross Ohio thing that's like just only a thing. Like only my Columbus listeners are going to get this, period. There used to be a park here called Wyandotte Lake, and they've changed it. But at Wyandotte Lake, they had a lazy river, okay? You know what a lazy river is, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for those that don't know, you just sit in a tube and you just go around this lazy river. There's a little current pushing There's a little current, like a mild current. And they called it Canoochee Creek. And people it's said it's filled with piss because like everybody just sits there all day every day. Well, they yeah. called it in the wind. In the they, did, river. they did because people always always just finding pubes in there. They called it Coochie Creek. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such like a famous thing. It's like people were going in there to get down and dirty in the fucking lazy. Oh river. man, you're fucking in the pubes. Yeah, you're swimming in them pubes. People don't think about sex the way that, like, people don't think about that. They're always like, oh, they're just going to pee in the pool. And I'm like, you know, everybody wants to have sex in a pool. Like, every... I've done it. But, well, yeah, I would, I mean, I hate to, like, admit it, but I've also done it before. Sorry to all the listeners out there that had you're, to hear you're that. You're, like, the only person who's done it. Nobody Thought you were wholesome. Done that. Everybody <laughs> listening did. Everybody does. It's a dream. I can't think of. I'm trying to think of some good rides. Yeah. Well, a big pile of tires. Maybe we just call it a bounce house. Yeah, we could also have a dunk tank that was filled with beer. So the person, when you dunked yeah. them, so, they would go into beer and they could just take big gulps. You could charge the person to sit up on the yes. dunk tank and charge the person to throw the ball. Yes, make money both oh, ways. That's carny shit right there. Yes. Carny is a kid. All you can drink for 30 minutes, pay $20 to sit in the dunk tank. Yeah. You better hope they have good aim if you want to get your money's worth. <laughs> then you get your people that you know that have good aim and they pay to do it. It's perfect. It's a genius. Yeah. Let's buy a dunk tank. Let's just buy the dunk tank. Okay. I know we can afford a dunk tank now. The types of people that run carny companies. That yeah. Like, no way they're I can expensive. get one on Wish. It can't be that expensive. We need one of those. And you know what a else? Wish dunk tank. Yeah, you need to find one of these Bumble apps or whatever. Like these cheapy. Giro. You know, auction we... apps. You can find it. Hero. That's one. Bumble's like a like a like a dating app. I'm wrong one. I'm at, I'm at like Wish or whatever. We need one of those. We need a dunk tank, and we need one of those money machines where they blow all the money around yeah. in the machine. <laughs> Always wanted one of those. Those are fun. Well, Jeff, you know, the weird thing I just came across while I was clicking around on Facebook while I'm talking to you guys is that the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office. Is like got jobs posted on Facebook right now. So like like jobs are posted on Facebook now. <laughs> That's great. So can I just read this to you guys? Yeah. The Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office is hiring deputy sheriffs. We have a new management model and better paid for deputies. 
if you start with an agency today and becomes peace officer state uh, standards and training certified, you could earn $39,000 annually by the end of 2019. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a long, that, like, that's a long, long time yeah, away. Yeah, a long time. Jeez. It's just weird that cops are posting on fucking Facebook. I don't, I don't know. It's really strange to me. That's the place you gotta post. Everybody posts on Facebook. Hey, a dunk tank, it run you two thousand for the best top of the line twenty eight hundred dollars. I can do that. I can. I know. We, can do, we can do payments. I know. I agree. We can, we can definitely do like a crowdfunding for that. I, I'm down. I'm we down should... to chip in at least like twenty bucks. I got a minivan now, so I can pull a trailer, and we could bring a dunk tank to live shows. <laughs> full full of beer though. We're gonna have to get somebody to donate the beer. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're 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 still no. building a studio, but I can see us buying a dunk tank. It's going to be Harry Buffalo, not you got Bear. A tour, you got a tour with the dunk tank. You got to bring the dunk tank on the road. This is so com- when you come to New Orleans again. You can do dunk tank here, and whenever you go, you just bring the dunk tank with you. <laughs> Let's do a dunk tank, man. I like it. This is commercial quality, 500-gallon dunk tank. So that's it, it. It says this is the commercial quality 500 gallon dunk tape that that imparts a carnival atmosphere to any backyard event. So I can think of better ways to get carnival atmosphere. I'll like hide behind one of the rides and smoke cigarettes and <laughs> scream at the kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for calling in. We're going to try and get these last three callers in before our three hour mark. All right, guys. Talk to y'all soon. Have a great Peace. night, Jeff. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Eminent Prof. He's the best. He's, He's the best guy. in the city. He's from he the best from the east to the west. All the way to Kaiju Big Battle. We stayed there for one hour exactly, and then we're too tired and had to leave. And he had no problem driving us all the way back into Seventh Ward. So He's the best. Let's get these three calls in. Three more to go. Let's keep it under three hours. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's Chase in uh, Santa Clarita, California. How's it going, Chase? What's going on? Uh, Nothing much. Um, That was actually a perfect call to head in before mine because I actually uh, used to work at a theme park. (laughs) So how safe are them water slides? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I have a funny story about a water slide. Um at the park it's a uh, water park and a roller coaster park attached to it all right That's and, most uh, are. One, and one day uh someone was up on the tower for the highest slide it's like a 75 foot slide crazy tall <gasps> and he was drunk and he thought it would be a good idea to just rush towards the slide oh no without like the lifeguard knowing or anything he jumped off, completely missed the slide, and fell 75 feet down. Jesus, man. Drunk people, I look, See, this is, I don't yeah. want to be the type of person that's like, don't get drunk at the water park, because, geez, come on, you know? That should be a place where you can get drunk. But well, you maybe... got to pick. I mean, if you're going to be drinking, you got to stay on the fucking ground. <laughs> cabana. You need to sit in get your a cabana. cabana. <laughs> yeah. Get a cabana. Know your limits. Yeah. Go what? pee in the lazy river, but don't get on them slides. <laughs> Especially, don't. what are you trying to do? Get extra boosters on a water slide. I wish you could dial it back a little bit more. Sometimes. Like, I would put on, like, some sort of friction vest to go a little bit slower. 
All right, I'm sorry. So what happened to him? So somehow he survived. Thank. I mean, that's just that's a testament to booze and what a miracle it is. <laughs> Relax your body when you're falling. It's like I don't even know noodle. I'm falling. Fuck it just it. makes you go noodle and you fucking just absorb it. You just bounce it out, man. So I want to talk to you about uh, what it's like to work there a little bit there. Uh, was the pay like pretty bad? Um, so it was, it started at minimum wage. Jeez. That's, Which um, is, that's the pretty bad category for anybody that doesn't know. You <laughs> name new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it started at minimum wage and it was like, you got a 25 cent raise each year you worked there. Wow. And, well, I mean, if you work there for a hundred years though, I mean, you're going to get $25 an hour eventually. Eventually, you put in your time. Uh, but then they got rid of that. And I actually became a lead there. And that was another 25 cent raise for being in charge of like a big multi million dollar ride with, you know, a decent sized crew of people under me. They gave you. And they gave me a quarter. <laughs> they gave you. <laughs> they gave you like two extra dollars a day. They sure. were like, here, go get yourself a Coke, buddy. You you make this thing work. You deserve it. <laughs> you make this park run, okay? <laughs> go have yourself a nice half of a soda. <laughs> Holy fucking yeah. Christ, that is awful. What did you do? That's so fucking offensive. Did you get to run any rides? Yeah, I, I was a ride operator, so I worked... I ended up working on probably like half the rides in that park. Is it an and, easy um, job, or did is you have it... a fucking awesome mullet? <laughs> what? What is no that? mullet. Well, okay, I was just wanted to know if you had to if you just adopted it for the job. <laughs> the job itself is pretty easy. You're just basically checking that the seats are locked and you're pressing buttons to make it go. The difficult part comes with the customers. Theme parks have some of, like, the worst guests I've ever experienced. Yeah, we, um, I mean, you're you're dealing with folks that are are having their magical moment, or this is their vacation, or yeah. or they've they've spent all winter long saying we're going to go to the Magic Mountain amusement park this summer, and. You know, it's going to be amazing. And then they get there, and if you don't give them the experience they expected, all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, and it's, you, and it's like working there, like, you understand that. And so you know that people spend, like, their whole year saving up for it. And it's a magical moment. But still, it's, at, at some point, you just have to say, like, no, I don't care if your kids your kid's five inches under the height requirement. I don't care how badly you want this. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not safe. I don't want your kid to die. Right. I, I, there's no reason, there's be no reason to, to risk it this time. You're not, you know, you, you, you're not special. Yeah. It's just, and people would jump over the gates into the ride areas all the time. Oh my God. When that happens, we got to shut down the ride. It just, so what would they jump over for? To grab something? Yeah, they're like we'll get like, oh my, uh, 
you know, my glasses fell off on the ride. Let me go so, run underneath so, it real quick. Yeah. Uh, other people have just said, oh, I wanted to take a shortcut. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and to get to this area, there's like two fences you have to jump over, all with giant signs saying, do not enter. <laughs> and, and people just think, oh, it's a good idea. That applies to other people, not me. Yeah, I can make it. I can save a, a few seconds here by jumping this fence. Yeah, um, I'm gonna head off. Let those other people get on. Um, but one thing I will say, I have walked up and down those hills, and it is work. Yeah, I'd imagine I, it's like walking up and down. A, it's like walking uphill. I don't know why I said that. That was the least helpful bit of information I could have given there. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks Have for calling peace out we got two more to go you're gonna get on the line if you're listening right now god i need the zoom pass i'm looking at the zoom busy bay website right now getting all pumped about riding water slides <laughs> thank you for calling street fight who are we talking to zemo las vegas <laughs> are you it's in las vegas what's going on guys are you in las vegas big guy no, but I'm drinking Zima. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. You throw a Jolly Rancher in there I at saw, all? I saw. Oh, I didn't know that there was a thing. That's I didn't the, know there was a thing that you do with Zima. That's the custom. Yeah, you throw a Jolly Rancher in, and it's supposed to be delicious. Everybody I went to high school with did that. Yeah, well, I, I did, did it. Yeah. I did it. I'm a fucking idiot. Well, Zima's you're like you're still learning. I'm I'm a young I'm a young boy. I never knew like Zima wasn't around when I was a kid in high school and shit. And uh, it's always just kind of been the butt of a joke. And then I was in uh, I was in a H E B today, kind of like a Walmart for those who don't know what H E B is. And they just had like a limited release of Zima. And I was like, hey, I've heard that joke before. I'll buy that. What and, do you think? Uh, oh well, I, I mean, it's like. I don't feel very drunk, but I feel very, like, high, almost. It's kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's a I... Weird, it's a weird feeling. I like it. It's like a weird citrus drink, and they had them last year, too, in another limited release, and I drank a few for a while, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I mean... But I, you got to throw a Jolly Rancher. Just, you got to get, like, a grape Jolly Rancher in there, though. You gotta throw a Jolly Ranch in there. All right. If I'd known that, I'll do that next time. Give him another shot. I drank a six. I drank a six pack of them tonight. So, you I know mean, what? I'm gonna roll back and say that I am a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're drunk if you drank a six pack of Zima. <laughs> it just seems like such a dumb thing to like. It works. To, but it's really alcohol. It works. It does the job. <laughs> it's real booze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does. I, I used to drink Zima back when I drank, except for sometimes I drank Zima and I drank, I don't know if they still sell these, but they sold like Jim Beam and Cokes in a can. Yeah, that was my jam. These are the bottles of those. Yeah, I bought it in a can. I beer bonged one of those I don't ones. Think, oh my God. I beer bonged a Keystone Light last night. That was <laughs> the worst decision of my life. Well, that's a good that one. You get them overdone really quick, though. That's a good way to get it done. Without having to, yeah, like, drink I, the yeah, whole thing. I got it done real quick. I got it done real quick and then had to walk outside and uh, 
remove it from myself real quick too because <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to my tolerance. Like when I was in high school, I used to like slam half a bottle of Jack Daniels in like thirty seconds and just get really drunk, and I'd be then it, you know everything was fine. But now I drink like a beer too quick, and I gotta go outside and throw up, and I'm like. I'm only 21. What the, what the hell am I doing with my life that, like, I can't handle it anymore? So I mean, you. I mean, Brett can't handle it anymore, and he was a powerful drinker when I, from like a whole bunch of time. It just it takes you at different ages. It took me at like I got out of alcohol real early. Yeah, but you didn't get war out of it. I did. I did. I didn't no, like didn't. it. You didn't do enough of it to get war out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I feel like I did. I I didn't like it anymore by the time I finished taking it. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Yeah, and I got I got like to two decades of drinking. Booze. I'm sorry. I what? mean I'd like to get war out and move on and and just like smoke weed all the time. But you know what? I got I I got drug tested on Monday. I'm probably gonna fail that. Oh no. Oh man, that so. sucks, big guy. How, what did you fail on? Was it just like a little bit of weed? Do you smoke weed regularly? I don't smoke weed regularly, but I smoked weed uh, after I uh, after I called in last weekend. I smoked some dank weed, and uh, then I came back into work on Tuesday, and they drug tested me because I got in an accident. And so I'm probably going to lose my job. Now you might be good. You you might be good if you don't smoke weed all the time, though, is what I'm saying. Like it'll leave your you're young and you drink and it'll leave your system a little quicker. I mean, it might not, but I can tell you that it'll leave your system just a little bit quicker and you might you might be safe here. Yeah. And if it's only one time, let's just let's just be honest with ourselves. The the big guy's probably going to going to be unemployed pretty soon. And that's fine. That's fine with me. I feel for you, man. Um, we've been we've been watching you go through different jobs, and like you finally got there. You finally got the old. Uh, you finally got the old. You know, sitting uh, janitor job, right? You're at a you're at a janitor job, a job you wanted, and now uh, more or less. That's I'll let you rock. I'll let you rock. Yeah. That sucks. I feel for you. I feel for you, big guy. No, but it's not the end of the road. It's not the end of the road. We got bigger and better plans. Uh, okay. I'm still trying to, you know, so. Well, I hope but, you get, I hope you pass the drug test. I really do. That's, I, I honestly, Cap, honestly, I really hope they do fire me because <laughs> I, this current place that I'm working, like, there hasn't been a lot of job security. There's like a really high turnover rate for temps. Uh, I'm a temp right now. And it's just real stressful. Just like always looking over your shoulder. And, uh, we found out the other day that, uh, one of, one of our employees was, or like one of our coworkers was actually like spying on us and reporting back to the bosses about like what we were doing. Like, because our lead, our lead won't, like, snitch on us for, like, petty shit. Our lead won't snitch on us, period, because he's cool. So the bosses have gone to one of our coworkers and, like, got them to, like, spy on us. So they, and, and it's fucking weird. 
Is it another it's temp? So, is it another temp spying on you? No, they're a full-time employee. They're a full-time employee, there but they go. don't have any like management. They don't have any like management position or like any any type of power. So they were just kind of like I guess enticed by the opportunity of like, oh maybe if the maybe if the bosses see me snitch on my coworkers, they'll let me be a lead. And it's like motherfucker, like they already lost respect you had, for you. You ain't getting the lead job. <laughs> you're doing yeah, it for free yeah, already. Like, you're doing it for free. Like have some fucking solidarity. Like take some time to like realize that we're all in the same fucking boat, you know? So it was kind of shitty that I don't know, it's just kind of a shitty job that like I mean, it's a good job. I'm in AC all day and I'm just putting shit in boxes so it ain't too hard. But at the end of the day, they're trying to fire everybody and anybody in there, and it's just really stressful. So I hope I hope I go into work tomorrow and they just say, well, you failed the drug test, so you got to leave. Like, I really want that to happen because that will just be a huge weight off my shoulders. We hope that happens then. I mean. I don't hope that happens. I hope you get to – if you're making good money, then I hope you get to make it for as long as you can. But – I I mean no I don't make good money. Oh, okay. I don't, good, don't worry, I don't. <laughs> I don't make good money. <laughs> and I don't make tips. I don't make tips either. So. Well, I, here I hope you. I, I I hope your bigger and better plans play out, big guy. Because I I need you, you to always call in this show. We're gonna follow your career path, and uh, that Thank you. that's. That's important to us. But we're going to get this last call in so we come in under three hours. And thanks for calling, big guy. Enjoy some Zimas. Tip your janitors. Okay. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) That was gross. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, y'all. It's Chi the Weed Scientist. What's up, Chi? How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm bummed hearing about the big guy. Ah, I think he's okay. The big guy's been through a lot I, of ups and downs it. in his life, and and we've we've heard ups and downs since we've been doing the uh, call in show, and he seems resigned at least to the to his fate. <laughs> yeah, random drug test always. You know. Well, it's not way to get down. That's something that's like the. It's not random when you get it, and like you have to. If you're going to be a person that works at a, like a place where you can get into an accident and you smoke weed. I mean, you, I, I hate to say it, but you, I, I had panic attacks about it all the time. I felt like I had like a fucking ticking time bomb in my body <laughs> that someday they were, I was going to like get in, a, get in an accident in my car and boom, I'm going to have to go pee and then I lose the job. So it kind of goes with the doing weed territory, I think in this world. It will fuck drug tests. I agree. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that one. <laughs> but uh, speaking of another side of the uh, of testing drug things, uh, <laughs> a little update with my job situation. What's going on there? You had a you have a rough one too, right? Uh, they had you set up a set up the joint for them, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the good news is I might get a little raise here, um, but the better news is that some people that I've worked with throughout my time doing this, um, who actually were kind of impressed by me, 
luckily, for some reason, uh, they've now reached out to me, and I might have something open up in a much cooler place out in California. We told you. And yeah, man, that's you got skills. A much better pay if I do get to do it. Uh, it's nothing guaranteed, but looks like things are looking up a little bit, which is good. That's great. We, I mean, you know, you're just you're in such a you are in as good a position as you can be in in this job market that exists. You know, you're like you're doing something new that it's like a whole well it's not new hippies have been doing it forever but you're not allowed to <laughs> they weren't allowed to at the time but it you know you're doing something new that they're gonna need people and i you know when you were telling us your story the last time i i kind of was like i can't believe they're getting away with this even in in fields like this where they need people yeah they, they really prey on people who want to get into the industry and are willing to work some shitty hours and shitty jobs because it's cool and you're getting to work with weed. It, and they totally take advantage of, of people like that. They're, almost everyone they hired for the first year was right out of college and basically just a stoner themselves. It's exactly like radio in that way. It's like, oh, this is really cool fucking job, but you got to do it for free and they're going to pay you garbage wages for years until, you know, something happens where you make some kind of money. I always wanted to work in radio so bad. And I guess I kind of do now, but uh, it took forever to figure it out so that I didn't have to eat shit for fucking five years to get into it because it's, uh, it is perceived as a cool industry it's not really cool anymore at all huh it's my dream job yeah it's not that cool anymore radio host i used to do it a little bit like over the summers with community radio and i had a podcast like 10 years ago i'm just i don't know i love sitting behind a microphone and doing audio content on yeah i like doing i love doing what we do you know i love our i love our thing but, like, it just feels like now that I'm in it, I'm like, God, anybody can do radio now. <laughs> like, I finally got in when it's not, like, a really exclusive party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of y'all stuff, actually, uh, you'll, you'll like this. I signed up for uh, the Patreon rewards earlier this month, and uh, I was reading some of the zines online, and... Uh, I prefer reading things on paper. And, uh, you know, I was just enjoying them. They're, they're, they're good. Everyone oh. should sign up for the zine if they haven't. Thank you. Um, yeah, we mail them at $8. And, and, well, they've already missed out. But the next one that comes out is a coloring book. And I think it's going to be really cool. Actually, well, the next one you get it. is the cryptid one. But then there's a coloring book. And then I think there's I, uh, a film one. I went to, uh, or I was working late last night, actually, and uh, I was like, damn, yeah, these rock. So I went and printed, like, six of them. I want to... a whole bunch of ink. <laughs> I want to make a printer-friendly version. Maybe we can think about trying that, but I really like the way they look, though, because Stephen puts a lot of work into how oh, they man. look and they rule. I'm happy. I'll probably go uh, run off a few copies from my work printer and... Give them out to friends. <laughs> Thanks. The work zine. I, 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 I like the, I like the work one, like as a good one that I think we did. And, uh, 
a really underrated one that I don't even know if it's is the Hustler's Handbook online. Uh, I don't know if it is. I don't know, but Hustler's Handbook Two comes out in November, and I think like that book that was the first like really well designed one, and it's one of my favorite ones we ever did. So that was the first one that Steven did. Yeah, it was the first one Steven did, and it was the it it just was a really. Hey, Street Fighters. Unfortunately, this episode got screwed up at the end, which seems to be happening in the studio. We're going to work on upgrading the home studio so that we can have a more reliable way to record. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to support what we do, as always, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio for just $3 a month. You get access to our digital zine and extra bonus shows every single month. Um, we're also adding some video content in there, so get ready for a lot more street fighting going on. Help us out. Give us a shout out. Let your friends know. Spread the word. Let's get this mess spread across the U.S. Peace. I'm trying so hard not to love him too fast. Line up all the horses and race around the track. Run laps around reality and never look back On a real hard love that's better than that I'm trying so hard not to bury myself Beneath the dirt and the flowers of somebody else Yeah, beauty is blinding and darkness runs deep I wanna hold on to him and still hold on to me Push my-